Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 373, recorded on April 28th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about Mario movie delays, Splatoon 3 date revealed, Kirby's birthday, not E3 announcements, and some awesome, awesome, awesome community questions. (laughs) Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? You know what time it is. It's Nintendo Dads, episode 373. It's April 28th, 2022. Not 2022, but 2022, if that makes sense. On tonight's episode, we are going to talk about a lot of stuff. And let me just tell you, it's been a week, right? It's been a week for if you're a Nintendo fan. Lots of stuff going on. Some of it good, some of them. It's not good, uh, but we're going to break down all of that news and a lot more. Joining me on the show tonight, as usual, is Mr. Jesse Waldack. Again, Nintendo Dad, seven-year running employee of the year. <laughs> Pretty good. I've been, uh, my, my wife had a project for me to work on, and she gave it to me like two weeks ago, but I didn't get around to it until this week. She wanted to have a new set of arrows for this weekend's event. Rookie mistake, Waldack. So I got, I was able to get 10 of these created with the, uh, with, uh, the f- um, with the feathers on the, on, on the, on the fl- flight end, but I'm waiting for her to get her bow ready so I can, so she can measure draw distance so I can cut this to size before I can attach the tip. So, and, uh, so are the I'm, tips, are they, are they, uh, are they lethal or non-lethal? They'll hurt. They'll probably do some damage. I don't think they'll kill you, but so they're set to stun. Yeah, they're metal. So, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get hit with that. <laughs> but it's uh, the the bows that we use are not heavy bows. So sure. Like, so we don't it, we don't physically have the draw power to throw a fatal arrow. But uh, yeah, it it'll still hurt. You know, like I grew up being taught. You don't ever point a gun. You don't ever point a bow and arrow at somebody unless you like, you know, like or something, unless you're going to shoot it. Right. Right. And it was like that was drilled into me as a kid. Now they have these places where you can go and you can play uh, bow tag, which like they give you bows and arrows with something that looks like a marshmallow on the end of the arrow. And you run around like laser tag and shoot arrow tag. So that's ruined my childhood. We, we don't, it's not a, a common, but uh, like the week-long wars, I don't think we do it here, but in Mississippi, in, in March, they, they do. They will have battle archers on the war field, and they, they've got to be blunted, I don't know, with like tennis ball or something on the end. The end. And the, the archers have to have some sort of armor protection, you know, I think leather at minimum. So, Imagine going to like you're just going to the bathroom like in the middle of the night like you're just going to you're in you're there and you're going to to take a pee and all of a sudden whack and then <laughs> they're taunting you like the French. <laughs> a few years ago, my wife did get hit in the foot with an arrow. Ah, that that was not <laughs> yeah. She faced the agony of defeat. Dito. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as in don't toe, as in toe removal. 
Mm. That, was, it, that didn't really happen. That was just I was trying to go on with the joke. Right. right. Yes. Right. Well, <laughs> there's no way to segue toe removal into introducing Tim off unless we just want to call him Tim the Toe. Tim the Toe. Probably not. You probably don't <laughs> want that. But Tim's here with us this week, be, too. How are you doing, Tim? That would be Tim the Toe less. Yes. yes. That's very true. I'm doing pretty good. First, I have to say is that if there is ever a zombie apocalypse, I am going to move in with Jesse and my family and I are going to move in with Jesse. Yeah, because he can family. do anything. I mean, because he, he can he can put together arrows and his wife can shoot them. So <laughs> and Jesse, you can shoot are... them, too. Right. And since yeah, he's not no, here I, tonight. I, yeah, I have a bow as well. It's just been years since I've used it. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're just yeah. you're, fact, you're Daryl Dixon waiting to happen. <laughs> when I when I started to practice archery, it was like four or five years ago, and I've talked about that on the show. And here's yeah. the thing. Here's things. And we we since he's not on the show tonight, we can say that we know who the most useless member of the Nintendo Dads team would be in a zombie apocalypse. It's Justin. I hate you all. Oops, try that again. <laughs> I heard I it. I hate you all. There you go. <laughs> I uh, no, I think Je- Justin would be Justin would be good to have around to barter, and you know, like use his business skills. He's used the business skills. Yeah. Anyway, I, oh, I, I thought you that, were talking about be, using him to, to barter with. Oh, zombie. you know, we can we like, can definitely do I'll, that too. I'll, I'll, I'll give you three fingers if you give us some time. Listen, it's better than being the fat guy that gets shot in the knee, so the zombies don't don't get you. You know, because that's everybody knows that's me. <laughs> Uh, guys, there's a lot to get through tonight. Of course, Justin's not with us uh, for real, but the three of us are going to wade into the news. So let's do that right now, shall we? And of course, tonight's show is brought to you by Manscaped, but it's also brought to you by our good friends, you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can go and join in with a cavalcade of other people who have decided that giving us money is a good idea. Uh, (laughs) You support all the things that go on here at Nintendo Dads HQ, and we are so thankful for each and every one of you. Last week, you got to hear one of our brand new Patreon producers, Alexander uh, Ocampo, did a fantastic job on the show. I was so excited to have him uh, get to be on when I wish I could have been here. Uh, instead, uh, I was off uh, on in the, I was somewhere in the Caribbean. I don't know. Somewhere on a boat. Because once you leave the port and you don't have internet anymore, you literally don't know where you are. It's just water you, all, you, all around you. Your G, your phone can probably tell you with your, your GPS coordinates, but wouldn't be able to render a map. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I did have internet during the, the, the ride or during the cruise. It worked. It just, you know, like when you're out literally in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, it's just like you're in the Gulf of Mexico. Four yeah. hours later, you're in the Gulf of Mexico. The last time I was on a boat, you know, I did like load, load, load up Pokemon Go. And so the little avatars looks like he's just walking on water. He's walking like, hey, on I'm, water. I am Pokemon Go Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a show title right there. That's 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 the sweet show title. There's no other. There's no other. Pokemon uh, Go computer. Jesus. No, I need to find. I'm Pokemon Go Jesus. Um, <laughs> wow. That just feels uh kind of blasphemous to say but anyway you can head over to patreon.com backslash nintendo dads uh, join up over there i'm envisioning that classic jesus picture of him laughing right now about that name yeah so. yeah uh <laughs> the, i was yeah, thinking of that jesus. old painting of him like bowing down and the light shining on him as he prays and he's holding an iphone like yes uh anyway 
Um, you know, another way that you can support the show, and we don't say this very often, but we do want to rem- remind you, is if you uh, are an Amazon Prime member, you can head over to twitch.tv uh, or somewhere in there. I always forget how to do this. And you can use your Twitch Prime membership to, to subscribe to us. Yeah, I, I just you have to renew it every renew. month. I just used mine to renew before we recorded. it. Yeah. Because when uh, I went to moderate, I got a commercial. <laughs> there you go. And if you do that, you also get access to the Discord. Shh. Don't tell anybody. Actually, tell everybody and just come follow us on Twitch. That'd be great. So big news for the week. I probably I think this is probably the biggest news of the week is that the currently untitled Mario movie. Starring Chris Pratt as Mario has been delayed until September 7th, April 2023. 7th. April 7th. Sorry. I don't know why I said September. It's, it says either. April right there, right on the notes. Um, this was <laughs> announced via a tweet sent out by uh, Nintendo's various PR arms, um, Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Europe, everywhere, and began with the and, and, now and the iconic one. I saw the Japanese yep. one first before an A's. It, it began. It begins with the now memed into uh, you know oblivion. This is Miyamoto, as if he's the one typing the tweet, which he was not. Uh, but this movie is now delayed, and I'm going to ask you guys: Did like? Did you think it was going to be on time? Yes. No. I got to the point where if we didn't, if we don't hear anything, if we don't see a trailer by E3 ish time, I'm using E3 and I was, we, uh, I would have figured November isn't happening. I was going to say that when the the Sonic movie opened and there was not at least a teaser in front of it. Yeah, that would have been the that, perfect time to put it in. That that was a that was that was like a that was the beginning of the end, right? That was like the the uh, uh, something's wrong here. But if you guys think about this, holiday twenty twenty two is pretty much October through the end of December, right? Let's let right. that that's kind of the 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 yeah. the place Un- that we're shooting unlike for. Game releases a. You know, you can have a you can have a movie launch on Christmas Day, and it would still do well. Yes, a yes. game may not do so well that day. That, that week. very true. <laughs> so here's the thing: uh, holiday 2022 was is just about if you count like we're at the end of April, right? May, June, July, August, September, October, six months away, and we had not yet seen a single character still. Like, you know, like a design still. We are not seeing any footage of like test footage of it being recorded. Honestly, we've not even seen a logo. Well, yeah, just yet. like Breath of the Wild 2. There's no title yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> do you guys think it's just going to be Super Mario movie? Possibly, but I'm hoping for something different. I'm a little, I'm a little scared because of Miyamoto's Miyamoto's involvement. You think he's, you think he's messing it up? I, I don't know about messing it up, but I think he's, you know how he is with being perfectionist. perfectionist. Yeah. Well, they just don't want a repeat of 1993. Oh my god! Listen, guys, we could show up to the theater and they could show two hours of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show cartoon, and it would be better than the old Mario movie. 
seriously. I mean, they could they could have Chris Pratt walk in there and in his normal voice say, it's a me, Mario, and it would be better than <laughs> Bob Hoskins, who was drunk for the entire filming of the original Super Mario Brothers movie. And he admits that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. There's a good chance. Let's let's be honest, guys. There's a good chance that Nintendo and Super Mario Brothers contributed greatly to the death of Bob Hoskins. Oof. That's an interesting uh I mean, I mean what, there. That, you know, <laughs> it's, it's that took so a dark turn. Here, here's the thing though. The, the, I think that you're exactly right though, Tim, about Miyamoto's involvement. And I think that the expectations for this movie are now greater than they were. Yeah. In a way, every delay ratchets up the expectations. And this is where I'm worried about it. Not because of Miyamoto's involvement, but because what we've seen in the past is Nintendo's, uh, I guess, expectation management is not great. Yeah. Yep. Like the, the like, I'm feeling like that would have been a good time to say, "Hey, it's Miyamoto. The movie's not going to be ready when it's supposed to be." But here's some character stills. Like here's some some shots of some of the characters. Here's yeah, a picture nice. of like, here's a picture of Chris Pratt recording his lines. And oh, and on the monitor behind him, you can see Mario. Yeah. Right. I'm also worried about like the what's going on behind the scenes as far as Universal or uh, what is it, Illumination? Illumination. Uh, we're kind of saying to Nintendo, hey, this is how we do things in, in the uh, movie industry. Here's what you should be doing. And then they're like, nope, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> we're Nintendo and we don't want to do that right now. You know, so I wonder yeah, how many a, uh, conversations like that is going on. It's an interesting spot to be in because Nintendo typically leads the pack. Like when I think about mascots of, yeah. of companies, you know, and iconic IP characters, Nintendo's the pack leader there mm -hmm. most of the time. In this in this case. In this case, Sega's eating their lunch because Sonic 1 and I just got to see Sonic 2 like two days ago. Both of those movies were good movies. Like, they're, they're not great. Like, I'm not going to like be like, oh, this is this is high cinema, you know, or Oscar whatever. worthy. But <laughs> y'all, the, the Sonic 2 was great. It was so good. And it, it was, was so it much was fun. fun movie. Yeah. It yeah. It was so much fun to watch. It was yeah. so much fun to notice all the little hidden uh, Easter eggs, you know, yeah. like the Mean Bean Coffee Place and the, yeah. uh, you know, the different places they were and all the little like little logos and things. It was great to see all that stuff. Right. And like, think about when when Sonic, the movie got announced, how we all felt about that. Mm -hmm. And then we saw the first character shot. <laughs> and we were like, oh, gosh, no monstrosity, you know, Sonic. you know, and then we the, the voices were heard and they they took the feedback and they met in the middle and they made that great course correction and they knocked it out of the park as far not just with the design, but with the script, with the way it all came together. Yeah, it made you actually care about it. And then this was like Sonic to the video game in movie form, which there's 
how can you go wrong? The only the only way they didn't do the only way they could have gone wrong and they did was there was no chemical plant. <laughs> you know, like there was no chemical plant. So maybe that'll be just saving that for number three. Yeah. Mecha Dragon <laughs> says, I truly believe that the success of the Sonic movie for Miyamoto is shaking in his boots. I don't necessarily think he's shaking in his boots, but I think it is, you know, yeah. adds more stress. Or I, I do think more... it, I, I don't think, you no, know, add adding. That's, that's the recurring. It adds um, uh, like a expectation. Yeah. Expectation. Like Sonic yes. was good. So yeah. Mario has got to be great. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, the difference is, is that Mario is completely animated and it's going to have to hold everybody's attention. So, like, I don't know. I, I think there are some things that they're worried about here, but I don't, I don't, I would not go so far as to say that Sonic anything has Nintendo shaken in their boots. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just like more like Nintendo's games, is, they normally don't care what the other people do. Right. I don't think they really care what Sega's doing in the, with their movies. Like, I think they're taking do. some cues from it. I don't. I, I no, don't think. I'm not don't saying they're swing being the oblivious. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. Okay. That movie's good. We're still going to do what we're going to do. I think the release date in April is is a direct result of Sonic making a ton of money. But yeah. I, I, here's the thing: I don't know if Sonic made a ton of money because it was released in April, or because it's pretty much the only thing for kids at the theater. That, right now yeah. that that helps that's mm-hmm. that's actually recognizable ip like there's the bad guys movie that looks like it was animated by the same people who animated turning red but it's dreamworks and not disney i like it looks funny but it's not going to be something i'm going to like rush to the theater to see i'm going to wait right. i'm going to get up on isn't the only movie delay did you hear what else got delayed oh into the Spider-Verse sequel. Oh, it got yes. delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Both 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 of them. Parts one and two got delayed. So it'll be oh, okay. I, don't know, I think part one will be around the same time as this, earlier 23. And then part two, I think they I, I don't remember if they said late 23 or into 24. I don't remember. I thought you were gonna say it was Velocipastor 2 got delayed <laughs> to to you you laugh, but that's a real movie, Jesse. Yeah. It's about a it's oh, about a priest who it. travels to the to the ancient east and gains the power to turn into a velociraptor to fight ninjas. You can stream it I right saw now. The preview for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to watch it. I keep saying I'm gonna I'm gonna. Is that just the Velocipastor night? Moon night. Moon night is a poor man's moon night, but that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Mario movie. Uh, if you had this on your bingo card for what you were going to do with your family uh, at Christmas, sorry, you'll just have to listen to more political arguing instead. Uh, so Tony Baker says that uh, in 2023, Switch Pro, new Mario movie, and a Mario game, and Breath of the Wild 2, and Nintendo added Advance Wars are all going to launch on the same day. <laughs> yep, yep. It's just going to be you got to go kick, kick, take your new Switch Pro to the movie theater to download the new exclusive Mario uh, game. Yes, yes. Actually, can, can I can I tell you what my conspiracy theory you're is? You're playing the movie. Can I tell you, can I tell you my Nintendo download play to work? Here, yes. here's here's my Nintendo conspiracy theory of okay. the week. All right. 
So the news that's uh, going around that Ubisoft could possibly be purchased, Nintendo delayed the Mario movie so they could purchase Ubisoft so they could put Rabbids in as official Mario characters. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, they're, I mean, they're, they're the closest thing that Ubisoft has to anything Nintendo anyway. Uh, other big news this week, Splatoon 2's DLC Octo Expansion is now available for the NSO Expansion Pack. If you're a subscriber, uh, this is where we would play uh, the thing Justin was right, but we would really just say Nintendo Dads was right because we were. And really in a roundabout way, because we've said, I believe, that one of the predictions is that Splatoon 3's inevitable DLC will be added to the NSO Expansion Pack. And I think this is just proof that it's going to happen. All right. Uh, yeah. When I said that, uh, somebody mentioned, well, what about the Smash DLC? I wanted to ask you this. Do you guys think that we will ever see the Smash DLC get added to the expansion pass? No. I don't think so. That it, It's already broken up into so many pieces, and most people who would have bought it already would have. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that could be an argument of putting it on there. Because they, they know they're not going to make any more money. I guarantee you that when Breath of the Wild 2 gets a release date and it gets close to that, the Breath of the Wild DLC is going to show up on NSO. That I can see. And it's two parts. So, like, yeah. you know, there's there, there's precedent for parts being there. I don't think that they're going to... How about this? All, all the 75 cent me, me costumes? Look at those. <sighs> Hey, I'll finally buy. I'll cool. finally download all those Persona ones I don't care about. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would work. I did, you know, I downloaded most of them, Jesse. But when we was getting into like the Persona three and four, I don't know any of those characters. See, those are the ones that we I would be more in, most interested in. Right? Yeah. You. I, I mean, you know, old Persona. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you have Splatoon two and you've not played the Octo Expansion Pass, you can go and do that. Now, for free, if you're an expansion pack member. And on top of that, this week, uh, Nintendo also released three brand new Sega Genesis games for uh, the NSO expansion pack as well, including Sonic Spinball, which is one of the best pinball games uh, for those old 60-bit consoles. If you've never played Sonic Spinball, now is your chance to do that. I think Space Harrier 2 is... Yeah, part of that as well, and I can't remember what the... Because it literally launched like an hour before we recorded. Oh, but had, okay. But you didn't have yeah. a chance to talk about it yet. Yeah, well, I mean, I just want you to go play more Genesis games. Uh, I think... <laughs> for, there's, seriously, though, I think this is a, it's a great strategy because here's the thing. Like, Nintendo putting the Genesis on this, there's a ton of, like, people who've come back to Nintendo for the Switch, and they were, like, maybe they were Nintendo kids as, you know... as. Back in back when the system was were first out, and so now they can experience some of these games. Well, that's kind of me because I didn't have a Genesis; I only had Super Nintendo. So, so Shining Force Two, Sonic Spinball, and Genesis Space Harrier Two. I had it for about that same amount too when I traded my Super Nintendo for a and Genesis that's, for that's two days. You got it back. To. And can can I say something that is also probably blasphemous to some people, but I'm going to say it. Yes. On the Sega Genesis is one of the best 2D Castlevania games of all time. Castlevania Bloodlines on the on the Sega Genesis is just as good as Super Castlevania 4. And if you haven't played it, 
Yep. It's it's to coin a phrase, it's hard as balls. Uh, uh, and yes. so is so is Contra Hardcore, which they it there is no mercy because for the Sega Genesis version that came out here in America, no cheat codes. Konami yeah. removed them. So you can't even do like the extra life code. And it th- that game will chew you up and spit you out. That's it's <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, you can go check those games out uh, right now. Speaking of games, the next game announced for Jackbox Party Pack 9 is Jesse. That was your cue to say the game. I just did. Fibbage 4. Fibbage 4. I love Fibbage. I was very excited when I saw this, uh, that uh, we're getting a new version of that. What was the first game announced for for Party Pack 9? I honestly don't remember. I'll have to look. I I think it was a new new game. So this is the the first sequel. First retread, kind of. Yeah. the uh, the commercial the trailer that they dropped on Friday, it was all over the place, and then until it, like everyone started saying four, you know, multiple times in weird ways. And I'm like, where is this going? And all of a sudden, Fibbit's four. I'm like, okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> Here it is. Rumorang is yeah. the, is the first one. Uh yeah. So it's a TV inspired title. Uh, I haven't heard much about it. So hopefully it'll be good. Jackbox Party Pack 8 kind of fell flat for me. I was I was not as impressed I, with I, it. I as, agree. My family didn't like it as much as previous. Yeah, we we have not actually the one the the wheel, the wheel one where you like spin the wheel, I really like that. Uh, yeah. It's it's probably the 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 only one that has like staying power from that I, pack. I, I think I agree with you. Uh and speaking of that, uh Jesse, you had previously mentioned the Jackbox Party Starter pack that's going to be released this summer. Uh, it has now been revealed that in their infinite wisdom, which they should have done this, uh, we, Trivia Murder we, Party we 2. This. Trivia Murder Party 2 uh, will be part of the Jackbox Party starter pack. Uh, and again, this is a pack that's coming this summer that has three different games. Uh, and Trivia Murder Party is perfect for one of these. So I'm going to call this that there's going to be a trivia game. There's going to be like a like a quiplash type game. And then there's going to be one that you draw and it, yeah. it kind of runs the gamut of I, everything. I, I think, didn't they already announce that there was a quiplash in it? I don't remember. Ooh. I, um, think they, I think this is the second game they announced, but I don't remember what the okay. first one was. I'm looking it up. Jackbox party starter. It's coming this summer. Everything coming to the Jackbox party starter. This was March 24th. Um, Localizing games. Yes, we're adding more languages that didn't exist originally. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see the games. I don't see that. So maybe this is the first. Maybe I'm imagining things that wouldn't be the first time. That's okay. Oh, uh, TKO will also be part of the Jackbox Party Starter, according to their YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, and then, oh, apparently think, they've done all I of them. You and Qu- I had Quipla- th- Quiplash 3, Trivia Murder Party 2, and TKO. Okay, so I was right about Quiplash, and you were right that it wouldn't be a drawing game. So Look at we, win, we both win. Can we can <laughs> we include that in points at the end of the year for predictions? Because my predictions suck so far for this year. <laughs> Uh, I, I think we. I think that counts. I think we actually counts. had a question about that uh, from our 
um, Discord. Okay. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. We'll get to that. It'll be it'll be later in the community spotlight. <laughs> it'll be good. Uh, <laughs> Kirby is now thirty years old. Congratulations, Kirby! You made it uh, to your thirties. Like he's thirty as well. Yes, uh, April twenty seventh. So this would be yesterday, as of uh, the recording of the show. Uh, in on April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two, Kirby's Dreamland debuted in Japan. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Kirby was named after Nintendo of America lawyer John Kirby uh, because he successfully defended Nintendo's rights to use Donkey Kong versus Universal Studios and King Kong. So we have talked about our favorite Kirby games in the past, including Kirby's latest game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which I think my money is on. That's the best Kirby game since Kirby like Superstar. I, it, it's really good. It's it's really really good. Uh, so my question is: Is where does Kirby go from here? Where do we see Nintendo? Like they've, I, I noticed this earlier. Like on the news section of the Switch, they've even created a logo for Kirby's 30th anniversary. But so far, there's been no announcement of anything to celebrate it. See, I was going to make a joke. Oh, Kirby goes to space. That's what Mario did. But I'm like, he came from there. So <laughs> Kirby goes to the country, but he did that. Because <laughs> he kind of lives there too. Is here's my know. thing. I don't care where Kirby goes as long as they don't make any of more of those horrible drawing games where Kirby's a ball and he follows the line, you know, and you have to loop him around and make him hit stuff. And and that that yeah, it that's made more sense on the I, DS, but the, doing that on the Wii U kind of yeah ruined it. It wasn't like what you're stuck watching a 480p screen where you know. You have these nice 1080p te- drawn textures on the big screen, but yep. you can't look at the big screen. Tim, what about you? Where do you think Kirby goes from here? Do you think that it would work? I don't. I don't think they've done this often with Kirby games, if at all. But do you think they could make a sequel or a trilogy out of the Forgotten Lands? Absolutely, yeah, I think so. I, and you know, I think there's some things in this game uh, that. Are are you playing Forgotten Lands? I did, but it's just like a lot of games. I set them aside because I'm so okay. To okay, so I finished it. I've rolled game. credits, <laughs> and then there's some post game, and I've I've done the post game too. Okay. Yes, they're like they're they took the narrative a little bit deeper than they normally do uh, in Kirby games. Yeah. I would love to see more of this story. Like I I would love. Okay. I, I even heard Kit and Krista on their show, which, by the way, start, I meant to throw this out at the beginning. Kit and Krista mentioned our freaking show on their show. I noticed yep. that. I, mean, I, I clipped it and put it in the Discord. It was so awesome. Uh, and I actually they, clipped it before you did, oh, you did? <laughs> as well. And put it in well, I clipped it, too. I just didn't yeah, do anything. We just we clipped uh, it all over the place. <laughs> um, they're like the gift that keeps we on giving. We were so excited. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they share names. Woo. <laughs> we exist, uh, but no, they like one of the things that they were talking about. And if you haven't made it here yet, I'm not gonna like spoil it for you or anything. But the the final boss of the game uh, is it's it's almost Elden Ringish. Yeah, right. I, like I, I think I mentioned I've this heard. before, but I talked yeah. to a friend of mine last month who played both the Kirby game and Elden Ring and said that the final, final Kirby boss is more difficult than any boss in Elden Ring. Yes. 
it's the only boss in the game that I like had serious trouble with. And at the end of the fight, I had a sliver of health left. I mean, it was, it was tough. And I appreciate that. Like, I love that those Kirby games dive into like some pseudo sci-fi ish, like, almost like it's almost like uh like uh who was the guy who did um cthulhu yeah i probably pronounced that wrong but you know like was that you know who i'm talking about right like eldritch oh. horror and all this stuff you know the, oh, Lovecraft? It's, it's like kirby in, in what he like the games and the books oh, okay. i cannot think of oh, his name okay uh yeah uh but you know author? what i'm talking about the author uh-huh. you're talking about HP Lovecraft. There yes. you go. Thank you. Uh, like Kirby is like bebopping around the countryside, and then five levels into the game, you know, HR HP Lovecraft shows up and is like, "Let me drop this HR stuff." You know this this ancient horror on you, and you're like, "What do I do with this?" And hopefully, you've upgraded your your abilities enough to to kill it. And then, um, much like I will say this, much like uh, Super Mario Odyssey. The, the final set piece of Kirby in the Forgotten Land is so satisfying. It's and, and smile inducing. It's incredible. Uh, so you just got to you got to beat the game. You got to check it out. Uh, it's it's really good. Uh, I would love Tim. That's a long way around to say I want more of that. I, I want right. more Forgotten Land. Well, and I enjoyed what I have played and uh, and. I think, and from what I've seen, everybody's got it on their list of top games of the year. So with that being said, for a Kirby game, um, would that, you know, kind of push Nintendo's hand to try to make the uh, the first sing- uh, a sequel to this game, you know? Or like Tony Baker said, and I thought about this too, is maybe even using this engine to do a sequel to another game that I liked, which was Planet Robobot. Oh, so best of both worlds, really, right? Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> it could be, you know, uh, Kirby you know in the Forgotten Land and 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 Robobots. <laughs> there, there was <laughs> one, and I think it was Kirby Triple Deluxe, where he was able to like power up his abilities. Like there was there was a time where you like had a, the sword, and it became the flaming sword, and then the giant sword, and like. You cut down trees with it and all kinds of stuff. I would like to see the the power up or the leveling up of abilities keep, continue. I thought that added a yeah a, a something. Jesse, you don't even play Kirby. Um, no. Yeah, I, I, I've I've tried in the past and never. I normally get bored in the first two levels, so I I, I did play Epic Yarn and like that. And you know, I'm kind did of. Did you try the demo of Forgotten Lands? No, I didn't. I probably should. But, uh, Would you play I mean, an Infrendo's version here? Of, yeah, uh, I was going to say Kirby's Infrendo, Inferno said, and the Nine Gates of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> now that's where Kirby meets Elden Ring. <laughs> Kirby's Inferno. Uh, that's that's probably not getting passed uh, from Nintendo. Uh, I will say that I would like to see them do a Game and Watch this year, uh, a Kirby Game and Watch. That has like Kirby's Dreamland and possibly Adventure uh, on it, and maybe even I, Superstar. That's that's kind of likely. I think that could I, possibly happen. I, I I have a feel. Maybe that might get revealed at at 
whatever E3 is going to be since there's not going to be an E3. Not E3. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get revealed at Game Fest or whatever that is that um, Jeff Keighley's doing. Which one? <laughs> whatever Nintendo does for the summer, it would probably get revealed there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's move on here. Uh, March MPD results uh, are out from our friend Benji Sales. This is uh, a Biz Justin special here, uh, as it should be. Uh, Switch is number one hardware for the month. Uh, Xbox uh, Series whatever, SX, uh, SEX is um, uh, <laughs> number two, and then PlayStation 5 uh, coming in at number three because, again, it's a year and some odd change past the launch, and you still can't find one. Uh, I think I, I want to – from what I'm noticing, the, the I think Xbox has got this solved. I'm starting to see lots of Series S's in stores. I've even seen a Series X or yes, two uh, at retail. I saw them in stores. I actually but saw I, a Twitter post yesterday saying that they had someplace had S's for, for sale for under retail. It was like ooh. 280 or something. Wow. Uh, from from what I've read, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, somebody somebody in the chat can correct me or, or tweet me and tell me I'm wrong later, but I read somewhere that uh, Microsoft has chip priority over Sony, and that's why they're able to do this. If they threw money at them to make it, then sure. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. It. I mean, that's stupid. That's kind of. It's kind of slimy. But yeah, I get it. it. It's cheating. It's business. <laughs> it is. It's. It is business, and business is often not. Uh, as we've as we talked about in the Discord this week with Sonic Origins and Sega delisting all of these Sonic games uh, that are going to be in Origins. Uh, Corporations are not your friend. Uh, they're there to make money. Uh, and we forget that sometimes because Papa Nintendo make everything okay. Uh, right? Well, so sometimes they do stuff that, you know. Yeah. I delay the market. Nintendo has done that before uh, with Pikmin 3 and Tropical Freeze. When they announced the Switch version, they de- they delisted the Wii U version. Yep. I think they brought back Pikmin 3 on the Wii U, but uh, they de- delisted it for a bit. Yep. Uh, so... Top 10 selling hardware for the or so, software for the month of March. Uh, Final Fantasy Origin in at 10. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard at 9. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe hanging in there at 8. WWE wow. 2K22 at 7. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, at 6, which really surprised me. I felt like most of the sales of that would probably be uh, out of the way, as well as Horizon Forbidden West at 5. MLB The Show at 4. Kirby and the Forgotten Land at three, which is great. Gran Turismo seven at two. And of course, Elden Ring uh, in at one because it's the current flavor of the month. Uh, Kirby game at number three is something else, I think. That's that is, a pretty good debut. Yeah. Right? Pretty good month for Kirby, especially and, since it launched March 25th. And then here's something I, I got to, I, I know we ask this every time we see the numbers for it, but. Hasn't everybody in the world bought a copy of Mario Kart by now? Apparently <laughs> Even if not. they don't have a Switch, they bought a copy of Mario uh, Kart. <laughs> apparently not. Uh, and I want to say this number eight showing here is born on the wings of DLC. Gotcha. That yeah, makes sense. That's true. I, I think, Mar- no. which was that? That was March 18th. So there's going to be some, you know, some new purchases. Oh, there's new tracks. So let's go buy 
Oh, I, I lost my copy of Mario <laughs> Kart 8. With these NPD's numbers, Nintendo's is physical only, not digital. But the other systems do include digital purchases. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of impressive, too, for Kirby being all physical. So, there you go. Uh, speaking of not E3, the first presentations have been scheduled for that Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, meaning they will showcase together, uh, at, will be June 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I believe that... Or, huh? Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I believe that there will be others that fall in line behind that, taking that typical E3 week uh, to, to go ahead and do stuff, which means that we should see Nintendo's presentation on June 14th. Uh, in the sometime in the morning of June 14th, because they usually go on Tuesday. Yeah, they normally go at nine Pacific, so that'd be New yeah. Eastern. So if, if you uh, you know that like even though E3 is not happening this year, and they say they're coming back next year, and blah 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 blah, all this stuff was lined up. If you go back and listen to, and again, I, I don't want to refer to them too much, but if you go back and listen to Kit and Krista's. Um, podcast about the cursed E3 moment where Kit got stranded just staring at the screen. Yes. Yes. Uh, with the, uh, during the Amiibo thing, um, mm-hmm. they talked about how far in advance E3 stuff has to be scheduled and planned. Yeah. So if anything was being done for E3, it's still on the book uh, for Nintendo. They'll just do it themselves. They'll just make an right. announcement and be like, Hey, here it is. And and honestly, that's, that's probably what do I have to like a day before they'll be like, Hey kid, you want to hear about some Nintendo games? Well, show up tomorrow at 9 a.m. We'll tell you about some Nintendo games. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. They'll they'll announce it the same day the Microsoft show is just to kind of steal some of their thunder. They probably will. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, there'll be a tweet be like, Hey, so you like Xbox, huh? What about Nintendo games? Come watch us. Watch our, Nintendo watch our hey, kids. Yeah, playing then, that Halo. <laughs> Xbox Drive people already reached out to me asking if we were going to do anything with in terms of a reaction. I said, well, none of us have thought about it yet. If you want to go ahead and drive <laughs> we're that. that. We're not that far ahead yet. Yeah, so you know, they literally announced it like three hours before this. I was asked this question. If, if somebody... Uh... But if somebody uh, asked me, are you going to react to Nintendo showing at E3? I'm going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm going to react to it, but I don't know if I'm going to be like on the screen or anything. Well, so it sounds like that they're going to they're going to get a reaction stream set up, and I I said I'll be I'm willing to guest if yeah uh, if, if they if they need if they got room people. I'd love to come hang out too. So yeah, I want to see them. all the games I'm going to download on Game Pass and not pay for it. Uh, it'd be great, <laughs> and, and then not play. Yeah, that's right. Like Tunic, which has been sitting on my Xbox for weeks. And a little fox <laughs> is just lost in the woods crying. And I'm like, oh, let me play some more Fortnite. Uh, speaking also of game releases, Disney Speedstorm, which is a free-to-play racer featuring Disney characters racing race cars. Uh, it's Mario this has, Kart. Yes. This has me worried. Yeah, it's uh, coming this summer. It's a Mario Kart cross between uh, Asphalt because yeah. it's Gameloft who's making it. So yeah, now now here's the thing: I'm I'm going to withhold judgment until I play it. Yes. Okay. I'm going to withhold judgment until I play it because actually I like some of the designs; they look pretty good. But you can go ahead 
and go uh, pre-register for this right now uh, at DisneySpeedStorm.com, which means you, I guess you can get a notification when it's, it's live. Yep, I signed uh, up. For you. Uh, but something we missed in the notes that I wanted to bring up is Disney Dreamlight Valley, which was announced this week, which is an Animal Crossing uh, slash Sims style game that is apparently coming to Switch when it launches uh, sometime this year, where you can uh, make a village of your own and live with Disney villains and heroes and do tasks for them. It's that's free to play as well. Isn't it sounds very much like animal crossing. Um, And to, to be honest, I will probably play this because I love Disney. And if there's any star Wars or Marvel involved, yes, then I will. Yeah, I'm going to be trying out all that stuff myself. And then Frendo asked, will my Disney Infinity characters unlock race suits like (laughs) Mario Kart? Yes. Yes. What you do is (laughs) you you take you take a blender, you put your Disney Infinity figure in there, pour in some milk and some uh, coconut oil, blend it up, drink it. And then that's when you get the, 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 the character suit and also a trip to the emergency room. Please don't do this. So we don't want to get sued. Yeah. No. Because Marty uh, told you that. Please don't do that. <laughs> please, please don't. Don't do that. Well, at, at least Marty said are, to do this. I waive all liability. At least these are both free to play games. So yeah. you can, again, you, know, you, you can have an expectation of gross monetization, unlike yes. Chocobo GP wants you to pay 50 bucks to get monetized. How dare you bring that game up? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you bring that memory up in my head? Yeah. Welcome. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you're, you're going to be paying to race as blue uh, in there. If you want to, if you want him in his, in his like jungle book costume, that's not a definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be like 15,000 Diz coins or whatever, you know, that, that I, you have to drive through in a race and you only have two per track and whoever gets them first gets them. That's I it. like how Game Loft monetizes Asphalt 9 because um, I play, I really like that game. And I was able to play that for the most part for free. And it was my choice to buy some of the things I wanted to buy there. So they make um, you think. well, that's true. Your choice. Well, they got me fooled then. So, but I, because <laughs> I really enjoyed the game. So, and Tim, I, my, I made the like, choice. What Tim doesn't hear is that when he's, when he gets in the speed storm, it's going to be, have like subliminal messaging, like Ariel singing in the background. Oh, <laughs> oh, and it's going to spend some you see money. all this stuff behind me. See all this stuff. I'm going to be selling it just so I could, you know, take care of my you know you've got to un- speed obviously you've got to unlock the solid gold mickey mouse racer cart wheels i will tell fins, you fins doors all that so everybody can know how big a fan Over there are. next to darth vader and that stuff you can't see all the star wars stuff all the disney stuff i have over there that i am a fan of and if any of those things are in these games i will get them some way somehow. i can't wait to watch you have an absolute meltdown the first time that Luke Skywalker becomes a playable character. No, in Speed it'd be Storm. Darth Vader. If Darth Vader is playable, or it I cost get Darth Vader costume, to unlock. I yeah, I'm gonna be. Well, you you do know that Darth Vader's coming to Fortnite. 
Was it already? already? Well, his, the saber was in already, okay. but he's coming as a playable character. Kylo okay. Ren was in for the new the new Ray and okay. You yeah, know, Sith Darth Trooper. Vader is there again. Then yeah, I'll probably be back in Fortnite. Vader's coming, and he wants your money. Yeah, uh, I want Donald Mu- Don- Darth Mustard uh, wants your money. <laughs> And then that's how, they, that's yeah, how they're fundraising the new Death Star. Anything yeah. from Sorcerer Mickey wise too, if that's in there, I'll be wanting that. So. <laughs> Death Star Three building slogan: There's no exhaust port this time, really. Uh, <laughs> everything has an exhaust port. Uh, Splatoon Three also. Nintendo says he thinks he broke his blender when he threw in Boba Fett and Elsa. <laughs> yeah, Elsa Fett. Uh, now, that's, that's now the name gonna, of that drink. He's going to be coming at us, be like, "We have to buy him a new blender now." So, <laughs> if you blend those two that's, together, you get interesting new songs like "Love Is an Open Sarlacc Mouth." Uh, probably cheaper than buying him a new Elsa. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, also, this week, Splatoon Three got a release date. September 9th is going to be Splatoon Three, which I guess is still the summer in September. I, yes. I don't know. Uh, they say the it is. Are, kids go back to school. That's fall the, to me. The calendar. So. Yeah, they, <laughs> they they say it is. Um, I, it's not June, July, May, June, July. That's summer. August. Nah, I include August. That's fall. In there. August is fall. August, You're September, crazy. October. Fall. August is hot, man. What the heck are you talking about? August, listen, <laughs> listen. It's it's hot. Ten out of twelve months here in the south. So do we just have True. a ten month summer? No. Yes, you do. No, you have to it's draw the line somewhere. To, Tim, Tim, you have to draw a line somewhere. You have to draw a line somewhere, and you decide. You decide there. when fall is, <laughs> not by the temperature, but by the date on the calendar. I, I will. I, live I will in Michigan accept. Where... I will accept September, October, November as fall. See, I live in Michigan, where winter is nine months out of the year. <laughs> well, you and I should trade places. You, you and so, I should trade places because yeah. I'm tired of of sweating and speaking of sweating in inappropriate places that's the end of our news and it's time for an ad break from our sponsor manscaped all right guys have you guys started spring cleaning yet you know speaking of the seasons have you guys started any spring cleaning and you can answer that question you know Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't hey, sure if that was just rhetorical and part of the script nope. that you were reading. Or... I'll be starting spring cleaning because we have a garage sale coming up at the end of May. But there's other spring cleaning that you can do, too. And that is when the carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting and your lawn needs mowing. Spring is sprung and the global leaders in below the waist grooming have best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Clean up an aisle five. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention that it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with a LED light so you know it'll be 
a major asset to the new shower routine. And we've talked about the routine before, but we don't have to go about that again. Uh, everybody's got their own kind of routine that you do in the bathroom, but make this a part of your routine to make your below the belt area happy as well as your partner happy. So with that, again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus the free shipping with that code NINDADS at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Yep. I want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the show. And remember, you can get uh, 20% off by going over to manscaped.com and using that code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, and free shipping too on anything you buy. It's time to talk about some rumors, so hit that music. So rumors leaked this week from Brick Fanatics about a new 18-plus Lego-plus Nintendo Super Mario set uh, that could be released October the 1st, 2022. This is a pretty big deal because... uh, Lego's collaborations with Nintendo, as far as the collector front, not just the Super Mario line, but on the collector front with the question block and the NES Lego that I'm looking at right over here, have been pretty epic. Uh, And it's got me wondering, what do you think it could be? What do you want it to be? Uh, I love Lego. I love putting things together. I have my own theories. I want to ask you guys, what do you think we're getting? Well, do you think that... um... I think they might, as much as you might want Super Mario 2 in Lego form, <laughs> I think they oh, might yeah. skip it yeah. because uh, Mario 2 is only what, US? I'm not sure if it's UK, but it's just mainly it US. Is. It was, it was every, it was outside of Japan. It was Mario 2. Okay. So, but I think more hype was Mario 3. So I think that if we got something in regard to Mario 3, um, I think that would be really cool. Can I tell you what I think it is? Sure. I think it's a set that was based on the Mario movie. Oh. Oh. I really do. And I think it's going to get bumped. I think this is going to move. Like a Peach's okay. Castle representation? I think movie? this was a Mario movie set that was like a preview thing. Because, mm. you know, sets usually come out for movies like before they hit the theater. Yeah. So if this could be like some kind of big, like, uh, diorama and and I've noticed something that th- that Lego's doing right now is they're doing a lot of dioramas, especially yeah, for Star, Star Wars, Wars ones. I know, so like cool. I am trying to find room here in <laughs> my office, which yes. I don't have. I don't have any more room in this right. room for anything. But man, that that Death Star trench run diorama, yes, sir, so good. It's so good, and I'm going to buy it and build it and then go, oh, everywhere to put it. And then, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll probably sell. I, I'm actually thinking about selling some of my Lego movie sets that I have, the bigger ones, uh, to, to fund the purchase of the diorama and space. Jesse, you got any idea what this could be? Any hopes? This, I thought of maybe it might, they might do a Super Nintendo type of thing somewhere to the NES one. I would love that. I would still get that if if they do that. You know, the here's the thing though. The problem that they run into with that is the NES looked the same everywhere except outside of Japan. Not the Super Nintendo. Oh, that's right. 
you would have to have a fam- the Super Nintendo European or Famicom version and the, the American one mm. or the one that was in all the other territories. Maybe they'll jump to N64 then. That was the same everywhere. <laughs> uh, pipe Dream that I, that I would love is uh, a Lego Game Boy. That would be cool. A Lego Game Boy done right. I would do that one. Yeah. I, I, I thought I saw an article about it, so I, I looked it up and I did. And it turns out I did. There's going to be one for a Lego set to for for a model of the Atari 2600. Oh yes, to celebrate its 50th anniversary. I did see that too. That article. Yep. Too bad that that will also not be. Uh, 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 there will not also be a Lego set of the Atari VCS someday. <laughs> I still have one one of those underneath my table that I haven't touched since last year. Or the Amico. It's probably not getting the television. Legos. Instead of launching the real one, they launch a Lego. It's just everybody gets a Lego set. Lego Amico. Amico. Yes. Uh, that would that would not be good. Uh, that would not be good at all. But yeah, so this is out there. Uh, Lego is known like that. That October first placeholder is actually pretty close to when they normally release new sets. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what what happens and what comes out. They're definitely going to do another Nintendo set because those other two have sold so well, right? Yeah, and and, and been so cool. They're definitely going to continue that partnership. Uh, so check that out uh, as it comes down the pike. Let's talk about uh, a release that's coming out tomorrow, shall we? So as we're recording this, tomorrow is uh, April 29th, which means that is the day of the release of Nintendo Switch Sports, which is the spiritual successor, or really, if you want to call it direct successor, to Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Uh, Reviews of this have already started to come in. Uh, A lot of them are favorable, and we'll be uh, giving you our impressions as well uh, on next week's show. but. Some of those reviews have mentioned uh, some things like how limited Switch Sports is and how they'd love to see more modes. And like, you know, it like I even watched IGN's review said that once you've played it for about an hour, you've done everything you can do. So the question we want to talk about is, can this replicate the success of Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort? And I want to pose that question to you guys. What do you think? I think it has the potential there, especially if marketed well uh, and could uh, could also boost the sales of the Switch for, for those fans of those games who probably still have their Wiis uh, mainly and maybe even Wii U's, but, but have their Wiis to play Wii Sports and kept it for those games and f- to, you know, for, you know, get togethers or whatever um, for the older community and all that kind of stuff. So I could see probably boost in sales in the switch. And also because of this game, especially, especially if they do a bundle for the holidays. Honestly, a bundle is uh, to me is going to be the, the thing that's going to be what's going to push this. If they if they come out swinging in November and it's the Nintendo Switch Sports bundle, and they pack the the, the leg strap in with it, yes, 
I don't, I don't see how that doesn't sell. Right. Yep. So maybe the only some extra joy cons for multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I worry about with it is if, you know, the, the reviewer, the, the review I watched said that it was more of a party game, which, you know, if you think about Wii Sports was more of a party game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Motion control was such a huge thing back then. And I think it's part of the reason that it, it captured the audience that it did so quickly was yes. this was this brand new thing, brand new way of controlling games. It was motion control that, and tracking that actually worked most of the time. I, I worry about them recreating that success. It was like uh, Wii Sports w- was lightning in a bottle. But the reason it was lightning in a bottle is exactly what you just mentioned. It was a pack-in. You could buy the system and you could get this amazing, fun, easy-to-pick-up game right out of the package and play immediately. But now we've got Switch, and yeah, it's got a huge install base, but here come along comes this Switch Sports almost six years into the life cycle, right? Or five years. We just passed five years creeping up. You know, we're heading towards six. I, since, I don't see it selling as much. Yeah, and since Nintendo counts bundles as when they talk about their game sales, you know, they say, oh, yeah, we sold 80 million copies of this game. This, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, yep. you know, kind of not really fair, but yeah, yeah they did, but they weren't individual. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, you know the, the, original, the original game really focused focused on the the multi local multiplayer and i think if people buy this thinking they're going to play it by themselves and play it online i don't think they're going to have as much fun as if they played it like a party game as you said yeah i mean that's the only thing i can i there i mean what like if i don't play this with my family right then what am i going to do with it yeah, I know the, that sounds biggest, harsh. It's like the but, biggest thing is trying to, to get to those people who have those Wii's and they want them to upgrade to the Switch with this game. Is right. how are they going to do that? Because those people don't necessarily aren't in our channels. Essentially, understanding when things like this drop, they they hear from it because of somebody else who brings it to their house or something and says, "Hey, look, you know how you got." We sports look, they came out with this one for my switch that I carry around with me all the time, you know, so maybe, and maybe some of those people already have it. You never know, but I agree with you guys. Will it replicate the same numbers? Probably not, but I think they could probably still capture um, if done well and marketed, right. They could probably capture a good chunk of it. I think there still might be confusion if people wanted to play this on their switch lights. You know, you yeah. Oh, that's yes. a great point. Yes, it still can be played, but you still need external Joy-Con to play them. Yeah. Pair, yeah, you know, and that's a great point. I mean, you've got you got a ton of people out there with a Switch Lite, and is this gonna this is gonna be the thing that's gonna be like the 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 kryptonite of the Switch Lite? Um, I mean, because what what who's gonna turn people away? Like from buying it, you get what I'm saying? Like, 
know, you go to Walmart and mom and dad walk in, hey, we like one copy of Nintendo Switch Sports. They take it home, they put, they give it to their kid, and all they've got is a, a Switch Lite. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough sell. It's gonna be interesting. It's almost here. like they. It's almost like they should have put a like a banner across the top of the box. I know people are all about Nintendo not putting the banners there. You know what I mean? But like for Nintendo Switch, uh, not for Nintendo Switch Lite. Yeah. Which, I mean, you can cook, you can hook up Joy-Cons, but who's gonna do that? The screen is <laughs> this big. Yeah, right. it's meant uh, to it's meant to be played with the multiple Joy-Cons and a TV. Yep. You know, so. Not necessarily tabletop mode. You could, but better on the TV. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. So that's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see a week from now what the reception has been, uh, and if it's gonna have the staying power of of Wii Sports. I mean, if they if they I remember when they uh, released the updated Wii Sports uh, Resort or whatever on on switch i mean on a wii u which is like the wii sports plus yeah the one where you you could subscribe to it and get the different games like i was so excited about that because i love the bowling and i loved you know a couple of those um i'm i'm it's going to be interesting to see i think the online mode if 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 it takes off could be a a viable contender especially the bowling like the, the the bowling battle royale that was a lot of fun when fun. the when the the test fire was going. I guess we can yeah. talk about it now. Um, <laughs> I, I remember yeah. liking the hundred pin mode better than the normal play. So mm-hmm. hundred oh, pin yeah, mode yeah. was super fun. I, I enjoyed that, that. That's not there. I think For that now. they've they've replaced that with like the trick shot mode thing, where it's like you know you I have ramps like and gaps and stuff. It's going to be interesting to see. I think some of these modes will probably come later on. Yeah, like like maybe you know we'll That's get what a hundred mode. To, is seeing what they what it, the things they add on over time and all that kind of I just, stuff. Golf, the fact that golf is coming doesn't set my world on fire. Like with with having Mario Golf out there, that's already way more capable than what this golf is going to be. Why even bother? Do new sports. Do something that we can't get in another game. Football. You have to you have to put the shoulder, you have to get the ring con and do <laughs> that be interesting. It'd be like weightlifting or like you know wrestling. I don't know. Ar- archery. Yeah, there you go. You know, you say that, but I think that could be a very viable way that they did archery. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh let's talk about some events. <laughs> Tim, why don't you tell us about what's going on this month with the dinner table? Sure. So reminder to everybody, uh, all our subscribers and those who are thinking about it or on the fence, you can come join the dinner table, which is every third Friday of the month where the community and I get together and uh, the other Nintendo dads uh, pop in every once in a while. Um, to, um, basically, we get together as a community and talk about what's going on in in the gaming world, uh, TV world, movie world, books, whatever. We talk about it, whatever we want to talk about. The 
Um, it's no longer posted as a podcast anymore because it's basically, it's more freeing that way for the community to just be able to chit chat and not have to worry about saying something that might offend anybody that's listening or, um, or anything like that. Not saying we're raunchy or anything like that. I'm just saying it's, you know, people can be more open and comfortable in the discussions. So we have a lot of fun with that. tend to get a little more personal. Yes. And especially because of that, because it's, uh, it's kind of therapeutic in a way, you know, for all of us dads to be able to have a place to come talk about things. Even, even those fun things I talked about, there's been times where we talked about, you know, kids or, you know, something going on in, in the world that we're, you know, we talk about or whatever, get off our chest or whatever. So Think about it as you're like a, a virtual watering hole. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, every third Friday of the month, you can get in at, if you're a subscriber to Twitch or in our Patreon for just a dollar or more, you can come join us every, every third Friday and the topics are pretty wide open every now and then I'll bring a main dish uh to where we can talk about in fact there's one i've been thinking about that i think we got a question about that i was like looking at that question and i'm like you know what i think maybe we'll talk about that more in the um dinner table so when we get to that question i'll try to remember to mention that's what that's what we'll be talking about the dinner table so excellent with that again every third friday at 10 p.m eastern time is when we do it so you could just come join us in the uh voice chat and discord on those dates and times so that's it all right thank you tim uh speaking of events did any of you guys pick up tetris 99 over the weekend and do the kirby and the forgotten land theme oh i did and i almost i almost stopped halfway through because i i got better than top 50 twice so and i had to so I had to grind like half hour or an hour longer than I normally do. And you know, I think I got into the, yeah, that, that song that they played in the bottom 50, I didn't like that song. And like when it, when it busted into its uh, chorus, it reminded me of like, I don't remember which show, but there was an 80s sitcom that the theme sounded a lot like that. And someone in the chat or in comments are going to tell me what the hell, what I'm talking about because they're going to remember it. But that's the only thing I thought of when I heard the chorus is this is a theme from a sitcom I remember when I was. I, I regret that I didn't get to do it. I was on the, the cruise during that whole thing. So by the time I got home, I was just like, I don't have any time to do this. And so I missed it. Yeah, and it's the only. Strangers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's the only. Um, it's the only Tetris. Uh, what what do you call those things? Um, Maximus Cup. Yeah, or... it's the only one I missed. So I guess I'll be able to buy it later. But it just sucks. I'm gonna have to spend the tickets on that and not something yeah. else. Yeah. So they they I I dug. I knew I missed a few, uh, and uh, I the two previous Kirby ones you can buy for a ticket. Mm-hmm. I had one natively. I bought the other one, and then. Okay. Looking at looking at the numbers of how of the how they titled the each theme, I think I'm missing four out of the thirty two, ish. Okay. That, that's that's after buying the one that I previously missed. Yeah, I gotta go back and and uh, I wish that they would like announce those more than like two days before they start. 
That one was, it was like, hey, there's going to be a Kirby Maximus Cup. It's in two days. So the, the theme that started playing once you get to the top 50, I liked that. That it actually sounded like a Kirby song, but the, the first song I did not like. <laughs> and that's all I've heard was for it, two hours. Was it the one with lyrics? The, the, yeah, the first song. Yeah, so there's that, that like if you if you play the demo, it doesn't do that because the demo ends where they play that song in the game, and it's like Kirby driving around as the car, and it's like it's almost like the beginning of a sitcom. It's very anime. It's it's like the beginning of an OVA. Uh, you know, it's like oh, there's a theme for this. Now that's kind of more, uh, but it also kind of sounded like that too. Uh, anyway, before we get into too, too into the weeds on this, it's time for Jesse's Poke Minute. Pika, 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 I hate you all. Okay, this one's actually going to be a pretty big one. So, uh, first, uh, Mega Evolutions in Pokemon Go gets revamped. Uh, it actually launched in North America today, but it was live in Australia and New Zealand earlier this week. Kind of a pilot. Uh, most Mega Raids will be easier and can be completed with fewer people. You can Mega Evolve your Pokemon from the Raid and Battle Prep screens now. Uh, Pokemon you've Mega Evolved before will now have an, an additional visual effect added to their information page. Okay, this game will introduce Mega Levels. Uh, every time you, meg you Mega Evolve a Pokemon, you work toward increasing its Mega Level. You get more bonuses every time a Pokemon's Mega Level goes up, and it'll stay active while the Pokemon is in its Mega Evolved form. Mega Evolution will become a one-time cost. After a Pokemon has Mega Evolved, you can do so again with with no additional Mega Energy costs. Before, it was like 200 to first evolve it, and then like f down to 40 the second time. Now the second and subsequent one will, will be free. After Mega Evolving, your Pokemon will be fatigued and need time before it can Mega Evolve again. Once the rest period is over, you can Mega Evolve it without using additional energy. You can Mega Evolve a Pokemon during this rest state at a cost of Mega Energy. The more time needed to rest will require more energy to be spent. The higher the Mega Level, the shorter the rest time will be. Maze Community Day will be feature will be featuring Alolan Geodude. If you evolve an Alolan Graveler before 4 p.m. to get an Alolan Golem, it will know the, the, the new move fast attack rollout. The Community Day special research story, A Rocky Road, will be available for trainers to purchase for $1. Uh, bonuses during the event that will be active is three times to catch Stardust, two times to catch Candy, two times chance to receive GLXL Candy if you're over level 40. Uh, lure modules and incense will be active for three, three hours. Trades will require 50% less Stardust. This will be on Saturday, May 21st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. That is a time change over what previous community days have been. And then finally, what uh, uh, the other day, Niantic announced information on Pokemon Go Fest 2022. It'll be a two-day event. The first day is Saturday, June 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., the first day will feature four rotating habitat hours where different Pokemon will appear during each hour. A free Pokemon Go Fest 2022 T avatar item will be available in the in-game shop. Uh, 
For the first time, you'll be able to encounter shiny versions of Shroomish, Numel, Carablast, Axew, and Shelmet. The four habitats will be city, plains, rainforest, and tundra. Trainers who purchase a GoFest 2022 ticket for $14.99 will get special research to learn more about the mythical Pokemon Shaman and earn an encounter with its land form. Trainers will be able to choose between relaxed, standard, or master difficulty levels for special, special research to get different stickers as rewards. And trainers will be able to choose how the gameplay will be focused, either catch, explore, or battle. Special research tasks will change accordingly. Trainers with, with a ticket will be able to encounter unknown B, G, O, and U with a chance for it to be shiny. And four collection challenges will be available, each themed around a habitat. Day 2 will be Sunday, June 5th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. A certain to-be-announced Pokemon will make its Pokemon Go debut in 5-star raids. A short special research story will be available to trainers who log in during the event. All Pokemon who were spawning on Saturday will continue to spawn all day Sunday. Ticket holders will be able to access an additional special research story available after completing the short special research story that it will be available to all trainers. And Team Go rocket balloons will appear more frequently with with grunts tw dropping twice the mysterious components when defeated. And there'll be a finale day on Saturday, August 27th. It'll feature a new special research story, exciting Pokemon encounters, and more. Trainers who purchased the $14.99 ticket will have access to this for no additional charge. Trainers who did not purchase the previous ticket can buy into this day's events for $10.99. Uh, that's a big markup. They want that uh, poker money. <laughs> so, question though: Do you is there been any uh, speculation of what that certain Pokemon will be uh, I, I that don't, will make its debut? I don't know. Um, I, I, I Arceus. I Arceus isn't in the game yet. That, so that's definitely a possibility. It'll still it'll likely be something uh, with the uh, Alola, Alola region. I haven't looked to see which uh, larger, you know, five star worthy Pokemon would be that haven't shown up yet. I know they're going. It's through, business, they're Justin. They're cycling. <laughs> they're cycling through the uh, the the Island Guardians right now. I. Th think they've had three of them but the fourth one probably will be coming up in a week or two if there's somebody out there listening to us since he's not on the show i can do this if there's somebody out there listening to us and you would like to do if you could do and you're you're of the artistic bent if you could do one of those who's that pokemon you know screens like from the old show yeah if you could do that and and make a pokemon out of business justin We'll put that on a t-shirt and we'll give you one for free. Nice. Unless Nintendo just, you know, nukes the, the t-shirt company from above, like it has all our other shirts anyway, yep. but seriously, we will, we will business. Justin as a Pokemon go. <laughs> That's your assignment. Puppet. Yeah, yeah. If you could do like a wobble puffin in a suit with Justin's face, yes, 
Yes, that's it. Go, go, my minions. Uh, while you're doing that, let's talk about what we've been playing. So since Justin's not here uh, again, we can have a little fun. And we he sent in his impressions of a game he's been playing called Bug Snacks. Talking about Bug Snacks. Uh, and uh, he just said, do a Justin impression. So we did. Here it is. This is RoboKid Justin to read Justin's initial impressions of Boot Bug Snacks. Pros. Fantastic voiceover. Fun to play with family. Has Pokemon Snap elements. Fun puzzle elements to catch creatures. Interesting story. Lots of bug snacks to capture. Really enjoyed the design UI. Journal entry with pictures and notes. Cons. Long loading screen times. The gameplay loop can be repetitive. Catch a certain amount of bugs. Feed bugs to NPC. Overall I really enjoyed bug snacks and would recommend it. Note, I did not get to the Isle of Big Snacks yet. Also, Check out the first look is on our YouTube channel. All right. Thank thanks you. Thanks, Robo uh, Kid Justin. Yeah, thanks, Robo Kid <laughs> Justin. Uh, I thought there was a, I mean, cause a spot on impression uh, of Justin. I love it. Uh, Tim, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? <laughs> sure. Uh, I love Robo Kid Justin. It's so great. Anyways, We're gonna, there's going to be robots of all of us by the end. It's, it's <laughs> I'm gonna, sure there will it's be. Happening. It's going to take over the show. There'll be a whole episode of just Robo Us. <laughs> Blowing our 400th episode, Tim. God. <laughs> all right. We're, we're going to be the special, uh, you know, our actual selves will be the special come in and read something <laughs> of the episode. Anyways, I played um, Toe Jam and Earl. On the Genesis uh, NSO app, uh, I got to experience that because of the Retro Rewind uh, uh, game. It was a Retro Rewind game for April, um, and the Retro Logic crew and John put that together. And I wanted to—I never, like I said before, I have not played Genesis games before, other than you know whatever my friend had because he had a Genesis, and then you know slightly trying out Sonic or whatever. So what'd you think? Um, I, I thought it was pretty good, but I did. <laughs> the thing was, and I mentioned this cause we did a recording of, of our thoughts about the game and stuff like that. So it was myself, wondrous will from the mega dads, uh, Adam from the retro groove, um, podcast that they have over there, retro logic. And then of course, John, that fast, John, uh, we all, we all got together and talked about our experiences with toe jam and Earl and my experiences were, I had no experiences before. So this was all new to me where the other guys, they played it before when they were younger. So it was very nostalgic for them. Uh, so my experience was, or actually wondrous Will, I think it was the first time he played it too. Now that I think of it uh, where he wondrous will got through it. And he actually played, he played to completion I did not because I didn't read the manual because I forgot about games back in that day where you had to read the manual to understand what certain characters do, what's what certain characters you stay away from and ones you go to um, things like that uh, and get a, a better understanding of the game. Uh, so it was a pretty hilarious conversation there in that regard to 
kind of tell my experience of thinking I could go into the game, which I actually did say least go into the game and think it would be intuitive. Um, but it was, it did take me back to the days when, you know, you would go and maybe try a game first before reading the manual. And then if you couldn't figure something out, then you go to the manual. Um, or if you're one of those kids that bought the game and you're in the back seat and you rip open the package, you read the manual on the way home, then you got, you know, that type of effect. But I enjoyed my time with Toe Jam and Earl. I I did not go back to it because of my frustration with the game of not understanding certain components. I did read the manual afterwards and I was like, okay, this would have been beneficial to know going into the game. Like um, an example was, um, well, going to find ship parts in Toe Jam and Earl and um, and then understanding that each, when you go to earth, it's not just a, you're not on a round planet, you're in actually planes and they change. So that was actually pretty impressive that it was a game back in the day, 16 bit game. That was, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forget the word, but it automatically roguelike. generates, it is roguelike, but it, it was also, a roguelike. also automatically generates, um, something different every time. So there's a term for it. I can't remember it, but yeah, definitely roguelike. Um, and some of the presents that I opened, cause you go throughout the board and find presents and you know, you don't know what's in those presents, uh, not only could help you, but also could kill you. So, and I had a present kill me cause it electrocuted me. And then I turned into a ghost and died. So I lost a life, but I think what um, you're looking for there is procedurally generated. Thank you. Procedurally generated. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So I did enjoy my experience and getting to understand that game from our past video game history. So, um, and there may be a time where I will go back in and uh, Wondrous Will even offer to join me online for two player co-op mode to try the game out. Cause that's what the game was really meant for was local two player. Um, so, but being that we had the online component, we were going to give that a go because neither of us had the ability to play at the two player, uh, a game part of it. So, which, uh, Marty, I, I brought you up because you were, uh, the last time you were on and talking about, uh, Lego star Wars and your frustration that the new one does not take you into the same screen when you're playing two player, it's constantly just split screen. Where, yeah, it's it's it can be kind of jarring after right. a while. Like if you've been playing, and it it leads to some weird camera angles yes. and eye strain. Like, well, I brought that up because I said that even the 16-bit game does what you're looking for that this new Lego game does not do, which is if you're in the same vicinity, you're all in one screen, and then when you break away from each other then it goes in the split screen mode wow. in the 16-bit toe jam and earl game so even back then they were doing that kind of stuff so there's some pretty cool stuff that was brought out in that game and i think everybody should at least give that a try but i would say read the manual there's also some cheats and some really cool things that i learned from about the game that uh, you could go watch their podcast about or listen to the podcast and learn about or just look it up and find out some of the hidden things that are in the game that are pretty cool that um, when I'm in the mood, I think I might go back and give it a go. So, cause I, I want to try. I would encourage out. you to, it, it, I think it's still a game that holds up pretty well from the 16 bit era. It does. It's one of my favorite Genesis games. Just I, it I was agree. So it, weird. 
It is but fun because, and you're bene- you'd benefit from understanding how the game yeah, plays before because you of that procedural generation type gameplay. You can happen on a really good run of it and just you know knock it out of the park, or yeah. which I've never been able to beat the game because. I would go and play it, and like as you described, it's go to the level, get presents. You don't know what they are until you open them. So hopefully, you open the good stuff, and hopefully, there's a there's a um, a, a ship part on that world, on that on that, that plane, yeah, that level on that plane. But I would go for you know, like I would get a cu- you know couple of ship parts, and I remember one one time playing it where I got like almost all of them. And then went for seven levels with no ship parts. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we talked about that too. You know, what in the crap's going on? <laughs> and yep. and that's just the game. Like yes. it's not broken, it's not glitching. It's just that's the game. That's the way it's, it's just it's meant it, to be played. It, and, and turns out what you had to do was go up to this part of this plane and jump off and land in another part of the plane below you that you weren't able to get to yet. And lo and behold, there's a ship part there. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It's just, it's uh, sometimes it's frustrating, but it is fun to play two player. And again, it was for that time. It's pretty impressive what that game did and uh, what you could do in that game and the strategy behind some of the things you would do in that game. So, I mean, just going in at first, you could not know there's some strategy there. Uh, but when you start talking to people who played it and played it many times, like I did, uh, there's strategy there. So really cool. And uh, I, I encourage everybody to go check out retrologic.games uh, and look for that podcast there. Uh, if you don't already have it added to your feed and uh, take a listen, listen to those guys uh, talk about it, which is really cool. Uh, a couple other games I've been playing that I can get through really quick, and that is Star Wars The Force Unleashed. I enjoy going back into that because it's just simple, good old hack and slash type, you know, game for me. Plus, it's Star Wars, and I feel so freaking powerful in that game <laughs> as Starkiller. It's so much fun. Uh, so I like going back in there every once in a while. Um, when I need a break from playing Legend of the Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I'm still playing, uh, I'm on to my third divine beast. Uh, just recently I'm in death mountain area. Uh, what is that? The Gordons or something like that. Um, yeah, Goron, Goron. And, uh, yeah, I'm talking to them getting, getting ready to fight that divine beast. So, um, on my way to take care of that. And then, uh, then after that, probably mess around a little bit more and, I do have one more area of the map I have to unlock when I go to the fourth divine beast. And then, then we'll um, get even closer to getting that game done. So you guys can have breath of the wild too, you know, cause remember if I beat the game, then it'll come out. So that's what we're waiting on. <laughs> just, just waiting on you. Yes. So when you, you know, when you get your crap together, <laughs> well, they got to stop bringing out all these games and doing all these other games for me to try. So, you know, <laughs> But that's what I've been playing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Jesse, what have you been playing? Uh, I continued uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. I got to another point where, you know, I found a boss. I couldn't beat it and, you know, lost like 45 minutes of progress because I couldn't, there was no save points between 
there and what the last one I had. And what really frustrated me is there was a save point on the map that I couldn't access yet because I had to get through that boss. And at, at this point, my, you know, the team that I had got reshuffled. You know, kid got sick and got another another lanky boy to join my party. And he is just kind of garbage. So I... And so I, I didn't have I, I didn't have find a good way to use that party in battle yet, and I'm like I don't think I think I'm going to stop here. I am not. It, it felt like I'm fighting the game instead of playing the game. It wasn't as fun. So that was about eight hours, eight to ten hours in. For people who have played it, they probably know what, what I'm talking about. Okay, then I played more Mario Golf, you know, part of the the monthly mayhem. I still have to, I I did week one. It, it it took me like four days to finally play it to beat the course because after two or three holes I would get frustrated and kill it. And I ended up scoring like kind of right in the middle of the pack. So There's like nine of us. I got dead middle, fifth place. Uh, <laughs> the, this week's challenge is the first mini golf event. I I did play through that once and saved the score, but I haven't submitted it yet. I'm waiting till I can try to play through it again. I I did have a good early run, but then I decided, ooh, there's a shortcut here. Let's see if I can do it. And I got out of bounds three times. I'm like, okay, I just killed that run. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> so I I, I, I aborted. So I'm gonna have to have to try again. So I'll still try to play one more time, and then I'll uh, probably tomorrow, and then I'll submit my best score. And then finally, uh, uh, I'm in preparation for going out of town in a few weeks. I decided I want. I, I remembered. Oh yeah, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster games I bought on Steam. I have a laptop that I can install Steam on and install the games there. So I I installed all six games and I launched the first game just to make sure I could get it to work. So I dusted off, literally dusted off because I haven't touched this controller in over a year, the my old Luna controller, and uh, paired it to my laptop and started playing Final Fantasy One, and I kind of digging it again. I remember last time I tried playing Final Fantasy One, I, I got like three or four hours in, got into an air, a cave where like difficulty spiked up. I think I was playing the GBA version of this at the time. Uh, I did not mod it for the better fonts. I I was just using the canned ones. Uh, but I, so yeah, I did have a little bit of trouble still in that same cave, but it didn't have as much difficulty, and. I by the time I finished the cave, I ended up, I felt like I was overpowered, and that just continued throughout the rest of the game. The whole game seemed easy to me, with the exception of some of the bosses I struggled with, but it, I never got a game over. In fact, uh, the the first main the first the first boss I think was Lich. Uh, I, I was I did I did my my normal plan 
to do damage to it. It then did like magic damage to all my party, knocked two of them out, leaving like my ma- my magic user. It's the only two things that are standing. And so I said, okay, attack with it because it's you know my white mage doesn't have any attack spells, so all I can do is use its uh, the wand physically. It did two damage. So I'm like, okay, this this game, this I'm I'm likely going to die here. So do it again, two damage again, and killed it. Wow! So I was three or four hit points away when from killing it when it might almost wiped my party. Wow! That was the, that was the closest I ever got. That and the final boss was the closest I ever got to getting uh, the game over. To getting a game over. So I did. I did finish it this afternoon. The whole. The whole game was under 15 hours. I forgot how fast that game can be once you get going. I did have to go to a walkthrough to remember where I needed to go next once I finished the next dungeon. A 15-hour Final Fantasy game? That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, again, this is, you know, this is a newly balanced version. I bet you can't do, you probably can't do that without breaking using glitches and whatnot in the original. Gotcha. Uh, So, and I still don't like the the magic system they use where okay, you can use, you know, five level one spells and three level two spells and one level three spell. Yeah. I never liked that. I I liked well, eventually when they evolved into the just the MP system that I can use whatever spell I want, knowing that the cost goes up the stronger the spell. Mm. One thing I did forget about this game is before you have a chance to even go for the the, the four fiends, is the whole, the game's one big fetch quest. You've got to like p- pick up and drop off like five different items uh, before you can actually uh, start getting to the plot. And the one thing that surprised me is the last weapon I got. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, if, in the final in- dungeon. It's equipable by everybody, so I was able to equip it to my black, my black uh, wizard, and he was doing as much damage as my monk master and my fighter nice. knight <laughs> at the end. Nice. So yeah, it's a fun we'll game. Do. So uh, again, yeah, so I have these games on my laptop, so I can play them when I'm on out of town in a few weeks. I'll try. I, I'll try playing two again. Yeah, you know, I I've played two in the past, got to the final boss, but couldn't get past it because in that that game you level up your skills by using the skills instead of just stat based by level by leveling. So I never use defense spells. Mm. So so my defense spells were still level one at the final boss, and I would do damage to the final boss. And then that boss would do one big attack on my party. Wouldn't kill the party, but that attack is a drain. So he heals himself for the damage that mm. he caused me. Okay. So we could. this was an infinite loop at this point because I didn't have defense spells to lower the damage to me, which would then in turn lower his healing. Gotcha. So I, I know I need to do that again. <laughs> so, uh, when I play through, when I I don't know if I'll play through it 
but I'll at least give two another start uh, in the next week or so and see okay. how far that how long that lasts. I was able to get interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I, I got all but three achievements on on Steam. One of which is get all the other achievements. So okay, kit. One is solve the fifteen slider puzzle, which I completely forgot about. I have to look up on how to access it. Like once you're on the boat, you can do a controller sequence, and you get a, a slider puzzle. So just solving <laughs> that will give me that that uh, that achievement. And the last one is fill the fill the bestiary. Um, three short. So uh, that would require grinding to figure out who I'm missing, where they spawn, and then hang around that area until I finally find them. Mm. Apparently, there's a boss, there's a a mini boss that's supposedly the second hardest mob in the game, outside of chaos. That uh, and there's you know it's just a low random chance that you'll never find them. So if you get that, be, consider yourself lucky. I'm like, well, I got that. Uh, I wanted to kill everything so so i might go back and find the three things i missed but uh just to say i got all the achievements in the game but i might not too <laughs> depends on how you're feeling right it, it, so it seems like a lot of time for minimal effort minimal reward right gotcha very cool that's all i got so uh, I've been uh, working through Nobody Saves the World uh, still, and I feel like I'm in a spot where there's probably some things that I can do that I just don't have, like, I don't have time to do them. And I also need to level up some of the forms that you can turn into. So I'm working through, like, making sure that I've, I'm leveling those up right, because there's some abilities that you get that you need, like, to do different challenges and things. So uh, I'm waiting on that. I actually just found a dungeon where I feel pretty under, like pretty underpowered from where I'm sp- for where I'm supposed to be. Um, and so I need to, but I was able to complete some challenges I hadn't before because I'd leveled up and got new abilities. And I'm into a point in the game where now you can take abilities from different forms and swap them onto other forms. So you can have like, you can take the archer's ability to shoot a burst of rapid arrows and you can put that on the horse form. So now you have a, sh- a horse that shoots a, a flurry of rapid arrows. And cool. there's this weird thing. So like, if you've ever played so guacamelee, if you've ever played guacamelee, like, you know, there's the drink box is big on this, like certain types of attacks cause certain types of damage. And you mm-hmm. have to use these things to break the guard to then do this. Right. So that has transferred over to Nobody Saves the World. So like there's like mobs, like you'll walk into a room of enemies and there's mobs of enemies there that like they're glowing teal, which means you have to break them with the sharp ability first, then be able to attack them. Well, that's great. But like shipping, like switching between forms is real time. So like you're getting waylaid while, (laughs) you know, you're trying to swap over do a form and it, sometimes it's just, it's overwhelming. It's too much. I like this game. It's just, I'm still learning the, I guess the system of it. Okay. Um, you know, it's kind of like Guacamelee and Diablo had a baby and it's not bad. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of got a dent in its head and everybody kind of feels sorry. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, <laughs> you know, the, 
look at this cute baby in there. Like, oh yeah, it's cute. Interesting. Uh, hopefully, it's interesting I, it, to hear your your it comes out. I, I'm hoping that on it. my opinion changes because I do like the game. I think it's yeah. genuinely good. Um, I just need to learn how to play it better. Okay. The other game that I'm playing, which we have a video up right now on our YouTube channel, uh, of is a game that is so unlike me uh, that yeah, uh, it's Cat Cafe Manager, uh, which I remember this is a game about you moving to a, a town where your grandma used to live and lived her secret life of managing a cat cafe that has been destroyed, and you have to rebuild it as like part of her last wish. And so you, it's part Sims, part Stardew Valley, uh, part weird cat lady uh, tendencies. Uh, you can watch, you can watch my playthrough. I played about twenty five minutes of it uh, as a as a let's play. Built my cafe, and it's interesting because like you build the cafe, and there's like these elements where you have to serve food and do stuff for people. But then you also have to lure cats in so you can pet them so they will trust you and then become your cat and live at your cat cafe. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. And you're a little kitty. Yeah. And while you're and while you're doing that, witches are like coming in and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, I just wanted to tell you, I'm a witch and I live in town. If you ever need anything, come on by. And that's the spare. So the so the what happens is is it's it runs on a timer and you do you complete different days so you can kind of do it at your own pace, um, and each day you get a score by how well you did things. So people are going to come by and ask for things like in the beginning you're just going to have a sink, uh, and a, and like some ratty table a, a ratty table and some chairs and stuff and people are going to come in and they're going to ask for a glass of water so you make them a glass of water they leave they're happy. But then eventually people start coming in and they ask for pretzels. Well, then you've got to figure out how, like, you've got to go buy the ingredients for pretzels. And then for some reason, you can make a pretzel in the sink and you serve them a sink pretzel. <laughs> and then people start coming in and they're asking for coffee. So you have to go buy a coffee maker and you have to go buy the beans and then you make the coffee. Well, then that coffee is not good enough because then, like, the witches start coming and then they want a different type of cat. Then, or, or, and it all depends, like, if you have one cat in your cat cafe, which I have right now, you can that cat can only interact with one person at a time. So if the cat interacts with a the person, they leave with a better impression of the place. And that's why you want to like go buy cat food and put it outside and lure cats in. And literally, it's like Pokemon, y'all. It's like you lure the cat in and then you go outside and you, you know, hit the action button. And it's like, which cat would you like to pet? And, and it's like you see the cat's attributes like, oh, it doesn't go to the bath. It doesn't go to the bathroom as much as others are. Oh, this is a party cat. It, it like it. It's going to make people happy and all kinds of stuff. It's literally I like an icon. Cat. It's an icon of a cat with a party hat on, uh, you know, so this is it's it's very strange, well, but it's is, actually it's actually funny. was pretty fun. I'm not a huge like sim game person except for like animal crossing and i i would love to be into stardew like i would love to be one of those people who's into stardew valley but then like i start stardew valley and there's so many choices i just go oh i don't know what to do because Analysis. i've read that Analysis. like you know people people who love stardew valley they're like hey you can ruin your stardew valley in like you know the first 15 minutes and you'll never be it'll never be good 
And I'm like, then they should have a manual for that. That should be past the tutorial. Nope. Nope. You got to do it right at the beginning. You got to have this, 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 this. If you want so-and-so to fall in love with you and you want to get this, I can't do all that. That that's too much pressure, you know? So yeah. Anyway, Cat Cafe Manager, it's out. It's out right now on Switch. You don't have to wait for it. It's there. It's actually in the top 30. I was looking at earlier at the best-selling games right now on Switch, and it's cracked the top 30. So uh, it's on the bestseller list if you would like to go check it out. And it does have a really cool art style and, like, uh, a really chill soundtrack that I enjoyed. So, nice. yeah. It's not even on a discount. It's just 20 bucks. Yep, it's just 20 bucks. I think it may have had a pre-sale discount like before it came out uh, that's possible it's just, anyway that's what i've been playing uh let's turn on the community spotlight all right uh before we dive into uh some questions and updates tim has a community request Yes, it is a special request. So um, I talked this over with Justin to make sure this was allowed real quick. So he's the only one that knows right now. But this is my request to the community. What I would like from the community, um, it's essentially what I'm looking for. I'm just trying to put it out here. So I have because I basically um, what I want to ask is, for basically our faithful followers, listeners, subscribers uh, to submit a quick video, no more than two minutes long, sharing what brought you to the Nintendo Dads and why you're staying. So why am I doing this? It's basically what I want to do is put together uh, all of the videos so and string them together so that we can use it on our home pages for basically YouTube, Patreon, Twitch. We don't have a video right now. A lot of, a lot of other of our friends who have their pages have a video saying, hey, welcome to us. Thanks for coming here and stuff like that. What I would like to do is create a video that showcases you guys, why you like hanging out here in the community and all that kind of stuff. And the best way to do that is get a collection of videos and stringing them together. Um, so that we can share it with anybody else who's coming to check it out the community for the first time and wants to come hang out and stuff like that. In order to do that, the part I had to talk to Justin about is to make sure we had the funds for this is basically, I also want to give everybody a chance to win eShop credit, no matter where your region is. So when you submit a video, you get into a drawing for a chance to win eShop credit. So right now we have first, second, third place right now, placeholders. I don't have any dollar amounts because I want to see how many videos we get. Depending on how many videos we get will depend on how many actual prizes of eShop cards we will give. Uh, so, and what those amounts will be. So uh, the more, the more we get, the more hopefully I can give out as well. So not everybody's going to be able to get one, but you'll have the chance to win an eShop some eShop credit for you submitting that video I'm asking for. And if you are uh, a listener who is in another region outside of North America, we will make sure that you get yep, the, any region, the, 
the kind of credit that you need. Yes. We'll, we'll find a way to make that sure you correct. get some credit if you yep. do that. In fact, I would encourage our international listeners, please submit a video. That's because that's really cool, right? To be able to see it's like, oh, yes. I listen to you and I'm in for sure. I mean, I'm in another country. That that's very humbling. It's and it's really cool. Yes. So so and I would like to do this all by Saturday, May 16th. So in the middle of May, I'd like to get them all in because uh, I would like to use some of the time. I'll have a little bit of vacation time that I'll be using at the end of May to go to my brother-in-law's uh, wedding. Uh, but hopefully, uh, uh, because it'll be two weeks, I'll find some time in there to work on that, on the video. So, putting that stuff so together, May 16th so. is a Monday. Uh, is it? Maybe the 14th the is calendar. a Saturday. I know that. Okay. Because May fifteenth. Been looking at the May fifteenth is my birthday. <laughs> That's Sunday. All right. So, thanks for catching that. So let's say May twentieth, Friday, May twentieth. So it's the third Friday of that month. Hopefully, I'm looking at the right thing Perfect. this time. So yeah, the third Friday during the dinner table, let's get uh, uh, the due date for that Friday, May twentieth to get all those videos submitted. So submit them. And the way to submit them is you can submit it to uh, nintendodads at gmail.com. Uh, since it's Gmail, if you have Gmail, you can submit it via, um, you know, a drive link or something like that. Or you can send it to me in Discord, if, uh, DM if it's not too big, or send me the link to it. Um, uh so either by nintendodads at gmail.com or by finding me anywhere on the internet and yeah, at neoprime33. Worst case, you could probably, you know, upload it to YouTube, mark it as uh, unlisted, unlisted. Yeah. And then just give us the link to that and then we can, we can pull it from there. Yes. So. Great. Yep. So that's, that's my ask from the community. So I would like to, again, showcase everybody's, um, you know, how you came across the Nintendo dads and why you're staying and why this community is awesome so that we can uh, share it with other new prospective members of the community. I like okay. it. I like it. Good job, Tim. Good work. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you also have some updates on our family of podcasts. Yes. So uh, our family of podcasts, we have the latest episodes. Uh, and, and again, if You'll probably get, you'll see a lot of this stuff in our Patreon posts as well that we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, but to repeat what they've been, what's been going on in these shows, uh, we got Game Pass News. They're on episode 50 called Bacon and Tax Evasion. <laughs> and they talk about Sega Super Games, Halo Infinite Battle Royale as a question mark, uh, Xbox Series Council numbers, and all the bacon questions that they got. So go check that out. Uh, Dad's After Dark show, they were on episode 98, and they called that one Splatoon's Pain is Xenoblade's Gain. So they talk about that with Xenoblade moves up the calendar, and uh, what do Netflix problems mean for Game Pass, and Drew's Nature Preserve Returns. <laughs> so lots of great stuff on there. I enjoyed listening to that one, too. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then Retrologic, episode 78, Controllers part two where they talk about the results of their controller wars poll, poll 
which we just uh, we discussed the top four last week, but they are discussing the winner on the show this on this episode. Uh, the games they bought um, that the previous week, and have you ever sold a game after playing it for the first time? So lots of good retro discussion there. Let's go check out RetroLogic there. Again, at RetroLogic.games, where you can see all their feeds there. And that's why what, are, what's going on. Why are we not Nintendodads.games? I don't, I don't think I, I knew mean, that that was an option. I didn't know that dot game, can anything be a, be a suffix now for an internet URL. I think it was a little bit more expensive for the dot games because I think we looked at it at the time. It was a little bit more ex- expensive. If you know, there's still a limit, a limit, but the, what what that limit is is really expanded. There's like fifty different. Can I want to be like Marty dot caffeine. Can I can I do that? Marty Marty no. Estes dot coffee. There uh, is. Can I do that? There is dot limitations. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, it seems like now we can make any word. You, you know, we've got we've had dot TV, we've had dot com, we've had yeah, there's, dot, there's specific categories that they we've had dot uk dot dot uk dot uk, we've had dot games. I mean, what if I want you know dot lamp? I don't know. I'm just pulling <laughs> like dot twinkly lights. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, head over to our Twitter, uh, that's at Nintendo Dads, uh, and be sure that you have entered into our Gleamio account, or our Gleamio contest. We're giving away a copy of Nintendo Switch Sports, and you have just a very limited amount of time to go over there and do that. All you have to do is click uh, and do some things and jump through some hoops, and you too could win a free, that's F-R-E-E, not T-H-R-E-E, a free copy of Nintendo Switch Sports, which means even if it sucks, you got it for free. And it doesn't, uh, matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's free, <laughs> right? Yep. Kind of like a steak. Pay for the DLC that comes out. It's kind of like a steak. If you give me a free steak and the steak sucks, it's still steak, right? Still free meal. Steak. As long as I don't get like salmonella or and die from food poisoning. That's right. Uh, let's get into some questions for our community. Wow. Uh, lots of uh, action over on Discord uh, with our patrons uh, throwing us some great questions, not just gaming questions, but dad questions this week. Uh, Zablanc, love his name, Zablanc. Oh, Zablanc. Zablanc uh, asks us this. What are the sneakiest things your kids did behind your back that you find, found out? I don't know if I, I don't know if I can talk about this one. It's it's seriously one of the most oh, rage right. inducing. <laughs> this is one of the most rage inducing moments of my entire life. I, I, I think because my kids are older, I think I've got the winner. If we're okay. <laughs> okay, why don't you why don't you go ahead and just win it all then? Our youngest one came home with a bag of marijuana. It's kind of hard to not mask that smell. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. I mean, they even wrote a song about it. Leonard Skinner wrote a song about it. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Okay. But, uh, my, my wife was very unhappy, which Tim, really led to the youngest being very unhappy for a while. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it usually goes. Tim, what about you? Uh, mine's fairly recent. Uh, lately, 
Sammy's gotten the bad habit of sneaking food uh, because we're trying to, you know, not he's not necessarily on a diet. It's just trying to make sure he doesn't overeat or eat more, uh, like more than his share of whatever we have, like in the house. Like he'll he'll eat a whole bag of Doritos if he if he could, you know. If we, if we didn't say, you know, you got to have you know this amount. So what he's been doing lately is been sneaking whenever we happen to not be in the room or away or whatever, and nobody's in the vicinity where he wants that thing. He's been sneaking the stuff, whether it be candy or snacks or anything like that. Um, he even stole, and this is what he got really in trouble for. He stole. Um, his sister's Easter candy that she had bought right before Easter got, it was her favorite. She bought it with her own money because it was her favorite and she couldn't find them. It was the, actually the chocolate covered peeps. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're like completely covered with chocolate. I think uh, I always saw it when you posted it. I haven't seen them in the wild. Yes. So she, she had bought some and they were in her room and everybody was, you know, I'm down here in my office area doing work. Um, at the time, I think, I think my wife's gone back to the office now. So I think she was back at the office. He was home. She wasn't, she was at work. He had stole a good amount of those chocolate peeps. And she was angry at that. And he, he learned a lesson, a valuable lesson because of, of that. So of stealing, and I had to equate it to that. It was stealing. So yeah, that was the sneakiest thing. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's really sneaking because he got caught, but um, that's a lot of times he's sneaking, and uh, we find wrappers in the trash, you know, out of his room. <laughs> he's trying to trying to be sneaky or whatever. So um, we try not to call out how we caught him, so he doesn't learn from that and try to be sneakier. Um, but yeah, that's the that's what he's been doing lately as far as sneaky stuff. So mine, I think I've referenced here on the, the show before, but uh, this was during the the early days of the pandemic when tensions were really high and, you know, like a win was a win. Like if you needed a win, you, you know, like it was really just hard to feel like you'd gotten a win, uh, especially I was working super long hours and doing a ton of stuff here at the office and, and juggling stuff. And uh, I went to the store and while I was there at the store, I found a uh, pint container of um, Nestle ready-to-eat cookie dough. Like, at a, like you know, they were like safe-to-eat cookie dough, right? You know, and I was like, this is, yes, this is a win. And so I bought it, and I didn't have a spoon. So, like, I got back to my office. I found a spoon. I took one spoonful out of it, put it in the fridge, and took it home that night. And I was like, tonight, like, I've, I had... I had something going on that night. I can't remember what it was. Like we were, we were out of the house. I don't, I really don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, I can't wait to come home and I'm going to take another big spoonful of that cookie dough. Right. And so I came home and the first thing I noticed was in the sink were two spoons that had cookie dough on them. Like, you know, like you could tell it had been scooped out and put, in, in somebody's mouth and yep. there was residue. And so y'all listen again, pandemic, lots of work. 
I started accusing everybody. Like, I was like, who ate my cookie dough? Like, somebody ate my cookie dough. Because the first thing I did was I looked at my kids. First, well, no, rewind. Back. First thing I did was open the fridge. And the cookie dough, which had been a pint, had like one spoonful left in it. Oof. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Some, who is eating my cookie dough? And so I go over to my in-laws, which they live in the same house. And I go over to their side of the house and I'm like, did somebody come in my house? And I'm like, not that we know of. I was like, somebody ate my cookie dough and I am fired up. I'm like, I wanted my cookie dough. Walmart was like, there was no way to go to Walmart. And I wasn't going to go back. It's 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. I'm not going back. And so, um, I start, I'm like, okay, great. And I'm mad. Like, I'm seeing red about this. And so I question my kids again. I'm like, did you eat my cookie dough? I'm like, I, I was like, it's at a point right now where I'm mad, but I'm going to be more mad if I found out you were lying. And right. they were like, and they're like, no, no, we didn't eat your cookie dough. I was like, fine. And like, I'm grilling them. Like, I'm, I mean, like, we've, we're, we're like CIS cookie dough, right? You know? And uh, it's like, you know, special, special victims, special cookie dough unit. Uh, so they go to bed and we're sitting there and I'm like, I can't believe like I didn't even, I just took the rest of it and threw it away. I was like, somebody's mouth has been in this cookie dough. I, you know, and the thing is, the ironic thing about it is I like my wife and her talking about, I was like, if they just ask, like, I was like, I know it's one of the kids. I know it is. I know that's one, you know, and they're lying about it. And I expected it to be my son because we were having problems with him, you know, sneaking food like you were talking about and stuff. Cause there's still some, there's some development stuff and, and all that. And yeah, um, I knew I, I was so convinced it was him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even want to eat it anymore. I just threw the last bite away. I was like, was, I, I just can't believe somebody ate that much cookie dough in one sitting. Right. And so we're sitting there and we're like, I guess, I think I was playing Animal Crossing or something. And my daughter comes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. She's like, Daddy, I need to talk to you. I was like, Okay, here it comes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get, I'm, she's going to, she's going to roll over on her brother right here. She's throwing <laughs> him under the bus. And I was like, Okay, what, what is it? She's like, I ate your cookie dough. And I was like, Okay. So I said, so you're admitting to me, like you're telling me right now, you lied to me. You lied to my face. You looked in my eyes and you said, no, sir, I did not eat your cookie dough. And she's like, yeah, I lied. And I'm sorry. And I was like, well, I'm sorry too, because everything that you love is now mine for a month. Mm-hmm. And she was, I mean, she looked at me like, and I said, no, I'm, I'm serious. I was like, where's your iPad? She got it. I said, where's your, where's your switch? Here it is. Where's I was like that, and that's the only thing. Like she wasn't going to dance. She wasn't doing any of those things. She had her, you know, she had a switch light, and she had that. And I said, "It's gone." I was like, "And don't even come in this room if we're watching TV. You're just not on a screen. You're just not on a screen. Period." Right. For a month, and we stuck to that, and it was so hard to do. Yeah. Um, But man, golly, I was so furious. Not. Not not just furious, but furious and brokenhearted because it sucks for your kids to look in your face and go, yeah, I lied to you. Like it was nothing. Can I clarify something real quick? So yeah. uh, just um, 
Mecha Dragon saying that he felt that punishment was aggressive. And I think he's missing the point here that it wasn't necessarily about the cookie dough. It was about the child lying. The thing and exactly right. I, let me let me say this. The punishment was going to be less until I found out that she lied to me. Right. And so now we're now we're compounding issues. Right. Right. And the thing is, is that we had take we've already dealt with her at this point because um, this is like two years ago. She's she's turning 14 in, in June. So she's 12. We've already dealt with her at this point of being caught in a lie before. And we told her next time it's going to be worse. And then it happened again. It was like, next time it's going to be worse. And so we've already like taken the stuff away for a week. And then it was two weeks. And now, and we told her then it's like, next time it happens, next time you lie to me, it's going to, cause that's like, I can't stand that. Like I can't stand being lied to. Uh, I said, next time it's, it's, it's for a month. And at that time, like we now she has a phone, you know, and she has her iPad, which she barely touches anymore, but uh, because of the phone, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, and, I've been through and, that too. <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, that's fine. Yep. But now I'd hit her where it hurts. Now I would turn the phone off. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about taking it up. I'm not about turning it off. Right. And, you know, there. here's the thing. These punishments that, that I say, these are not leveled on them without conversations and without some grace and without, you know, it's not just, well, this is happening. We're never talking about it again. We're never talking about what happened or, or what you did again. We are, yeah. we talk about those things and there is some levity that comes with that. But I think also like, I, I want to say this and I want, I, I want to say, and I don't want uh, to tick anybody off, but I just want to say this. Ultimately my goal is not to be my kid's friend. Okay. It's not, I'm their parent. It's my job to parent them in a way that hopefully raises competent, moral, good, hardworking, successful kids or adults. Now that I am, you know, when I got married and when I moved off and everything, that's when I can be my parent, my a friend to my parents. Right. You know, but until then I need to guide them in a way that I think, needs to, to, to happen. And what I don't want people to do is be like, man, oh man, he is a taskmaster. He's a, he's a slave driver. What you don't see is all the things that have led up to that point. That's correct. And and, and what you, and you know, I mean, like when we're dealing with a girl who has lying issues and sneaking issues already, the punishments have to be a little more severe. And sometimes here's the thing, here's the thing. Can I, can I say this? And I'm, I'm done. What we tell them all the time is when you lie to us, what that does is it breaks our trust. Mm-hmm. And when the thing is, is that as mom and dad, we want to trust you because we want good things for you and we want to give you good things. But when you break our trust, it causes us to think maybe we can't tr- like we can't give you these good things yet. And so that, le- you know, it's a snowball effect. Like if I can't trust you not to eat my cookie dough in the fridge, can I trust you when you're 16 and I give you the keys to the car? Can I trust you when you're, you know, almost 14 and I hand you a phone and say, you need to be careful what you say and what you send with this. So that maybe is why we've been a little heavy handed because we want to be able to let, to give them the freedom later on to 
experience those good things and have our trust and us not have to feel like we have to constantly check up on them, you know, or constantly spy on them. Cause I don't, I ain't about that life. I'm, I'm not, I don't have time for that. So and what I was going to say was too, is uh, the, the reason for these two, the consequences at home is so yes, somebody might think that they're harsh in that environment, but in the real world, they're a lot harsher. So you try to get them to learn the yeah. lessons at home and not in the real world <laughs> where it's harsher. Yeah. Um, but you it, equate it to those things. So they understand that you got this punishment here, but um, in the real world, it's a lot harsher. And you tell them what happens and all that kind of stuff. Like, like the stealing I was talking about with Sam, I had to equate that to that level. Like, look, you got in trouble. This is the consequences for your actions here at home. In the real world, if you stole something, you go to jail or you, you, there's worse consequences, you know, or you do community service or something like that, you know? So we, we want to head. I mean, that's, that's worst case scenario. And we want to get that off at the pass. Yeah. So that's why we have consequences at home. Mainly what I want to do is you got your TV time taken away Yeah, compared to you're going to jail. If you stole it out in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like taken away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, then that's, and that's what it comes down to is like, we have done everything else we can think to do. So now we're going to take the thing that you enjoy the most, which is your iPad. And we're going to, we're, we're going to remove that for, for a time. And, and, you know, ultimately here's the thing. Punishment is meant to cause a discomfort, which leads to a thought process about why am I where I am? Does that make sense? And we don't, we have not. And, and I mean, I grew up being spanked and, you know, that kind of, uh, and, Thankfully, it didn't last far past, you know, like six, seven. They didn't with our kids either. I mean, we would pop their hand if they were reaching for something they didn't need to every now and then. But we never felt like we had to really discipline our kids that way. What's been more effective than anything has been, uh, you know, talking to them. Like my son to this day, I think still, and 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 I'm going to say this because he watches the show. I love my son. I love but. I think that the worst thing that I can do for him right now is to look at him and say, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Right. And I'm not like, that doesn't happen very often. I'm very proud of my son. I'm very proud of my daughter, but, uh, and they know that I hope they know that. Right. But the, the issue is, is that when you do something that I've asked you multiple, multiple times to not do, that's extremely disappointing because not only does it make me feel like I'm not a good parent, but it also makes me think, okay, what's wrong here? Where, where are we not connecting? You know, there's a deeper issue. So, you know, yep. That that's, that's probably way more than, than anybody wanted out of that. <laughs> hey, we're, we're Nintendo dads. Right. Yeah. Right. No, we talk about dad. And just to, the last little comment here is like, we're not expecting everybody to agree with what we're doing as parents either. It's just how we're sharing what we do. We know everybody does things differently. We know we're not perfect as parents. Oh no. Uh, So, but we're, (laughs) we're doing the best we can too. So please Lord, uh, you know, we all, uh, I would, I would say, look at my life and follow and and see the mistakes and go in the opposite direction. (laughs) Right. So Uh, honestly, you know, 
we just we chat about this too so that we can chat about it and you know absolutely understand and what you know what other parents do and either learn from that whether you think you agree with it or not you know so yeah you could, you could say yeah i agree with that i'm gonna do that or i don't agree with it i'm gonna do something different and then maybe you come up with something better who knows absolutely so, but that's Absolutely. And a lot of people like it when we talk about I would say too that if if anybody's listening and they want to chat about any of this, like, hey, I'm going through something similar, reach out to us like on our social media. Come to the dinner tables. Come to the dinner tables, send us a direct message, (laughs) anything like that. We'd be happy to talk to you. Yes. Uh, Shy Guys asks us this. He says, uh, this is kind of a two part question. He says, I feel like 90s me who was geeking out over 16 bit gaming would have an excitement stroke over today's gaming world. Think of all the big and little touches that have come along, online gaming, auto saves, the ability to put a system into sleep mode and resume, screenshots, clips, streaming, uh, instant digital purchases, advancements with controllers, all the masterpieces released over the years, the music, major leaps in graphics, widescreen, gaming being more accepted, list goes on and on and on and on. Here's question number one. What would your 10-year-old self think of today's gaming world? I, I, my, I would be mind, mind blown, literally, because when I was 10, this is still pre-NES. The Famicom's out in Japan, but NES hasn't released yet in North America. So yeah. my gaming knowledge at this point is in television and Atari. Wow. Yeah, hmm. when I was 10, it was 1985. So NES is just starting to build its credibility and stuff like that at that time. So, um, yeah. And I didn't have one. I couldn't get one because my family had bought into the Atari 5200 thinking that was the thing, you know? So, um, but yeah, seeing, seeing that just, I mean, technology has always been a part of my life because of my grandparents. And I've always, I got to see uh, a cell phone in the, in the briefcase because of my grandfather, because he was an engineer. So mobile technology from that point, whenever I saw my grandpa coming home with that kind of technology has always fascinated me between the, you know, briefcase cell phone and the brick laptops, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, like cinder, cinder block, like <laughs> laptops. So, uh, but yeah, so getting to see something like, you know, the Nintendo switch or any of the things that, that you could do with gaming that he talked about that you can do compared to what I saw at the time, even that stuff, Nintendo blew my mind when I saw it in the store. So to see anything that's now at 10, I would have been like, you know, I probably would have been disappointed with everything until I got to the point in time where the switch came out, you know, if it was the switch or anything like that. (laughs) So I'm glad I'm glad I wasn't showing this stuff at 10 years old, you know, and, and knowing what the future was. Cause I would have been disappointed with everything that would have come out by, by the time the actual thing came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at 10 years old, um, turning 10, uh, in, in 1990, I was about six, uh, well about a year removed from getting the game boy for the first time. And so if you told me that we'd go from super Mario land portable to Super Mario Odyssey portable, but then possibly also being able to go back and play all of the NES games and maybe one day Super Mario Land on a portable that didn't take four AA batteries. I mean, I, guys, I killed so many Duracell batteries 
Uh, and uh, like I had the wall charger, you know, the, the power pack and all of that. Um, and just an NES and that, if you told me one day, all of that would fit on a switch that would have, you know, a five, six hour battery life off one chart and it's rechargeable, you know, I'm like, Jesse, mind blown. Yes. Uh, and I came into video gaming late. I mean, I, I, I came in in 1988. Previously, it was just arcade stuff. So, and then if I knew what was just around the corner, you know, 92, the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, TurboGrafx-16, and then on and on and on from there. Um, I, I don't, I don't think there's any, like, I love thinking about this because I don't think there's any way that, uh, like, a 10-year-old in that day could comprehend it. Because this is things that these these companies were dreaming of and saying, I wish we could. Yeah. But like even the even this like the concept of the switch and 3D gaming and all kinds of things like being pr- the proliferation of that we haven't even been thought of yet. Well, and, I'm sure though, if you if you I remember dreaming as a kid a lot of things, especially like when the Game Boy came out and all that kind of stuff. Like when you when I started as soon as I had that technology in my hands and was playing on it, I was already thinking of what if it did this or what if it did that, you know? So um, not to the extent of what we have today, but obviously just, you know, what if, uh, you know, what if it had color (laughs) and I didn't have to have a flashlight on it in order to see it, you know, just that kind of stuff. You know, you start thinking of what if it has this or that, or what if I could play, what if I could just, take my Nintendo uh, super Nintendo cartridge and plug it into a game boy type device, you know, and play that on the go. I absolutely had thoughts like that. I know. Cause I mean, my friends and I would talk about that kind of Plugging stuff and just game, boy game into a super Nintendo and play. Right. Well, that didn't happen yet right away when we were talking right. about that yet, but that did happen. That's still, that blew my mind being able to play your game boy game at home and then being able to play it on the go that was pretty cool, you know, or your super or your Game Boy Advance games, you know, being able to play that in your GameCube, uh, even though it was much later and I was adult, that was still pretty cool to me. So um, all just, again, always thinking like we do that now with the switch, you know, it's like, this is cool, but what if it did this? What if it did that? And all that kind of stuff, you know? So uh, yeah, definitely. Really cool. Uh, here's the second part of the question. It is, uh, however, daily, there's tons of negativity and complaints related to gaming. Do you think most gamers appreciate these advances and the vocal minority are just loud? Or have we as a whole just become spoiled and unappreciative? We always want better. We always want more. Well, like I was just saying. <laughs> he said, like, to clarify, he says. In people I, our age, I think we appreciate well, what we have. Yes. It's mm-hmm. the younger generation who... Like their first console was a PS3. They yeah. There's there's little innovation between ragamuffins now, <laughs> and so like unless someone sits them down with hey this is what the gaming was like in the 80s, right? They have no they have yeah. no appreciation of it to know to be able to appreciate. Yeah, I think that like Jesse, especially you. I mean, because you say you know you you were in the Atari and uh, era and things like that, like to see 
the massive leap and even like someone who came along during the NES era and that was the first thing like to see the massive leap like from the NES to the Super Nintendo and then to the Nintendo 64 like to see gaming transform so fast and so quick yes. was uh, was pretty magical looking back on it like uh, and and honestly I don't think we'll ever see that rapid pace of innovation ever again because we kind of reached like a gradual. Well, we start getting the holod- holodeck, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Here, think about it this way. You know, 15 years ago today, we were playing on Wii. And PS and PS3 just came out. And Xbox 360 has been out for a year. Then you take, say, when Super Nintendo launched in 91. 15 years back from that. 1976 you have pong arcade (laughs) yeah so 15 years doesn't mean the same advancement as it did before wow yeah and real quick shout out to nintendo pals for rating us by the way thanks very much for your guests for rating us that was pretty cool yeah fantastic question also shy guy has another question here uh this is a little bit more um non-gaming more podcasty he says i understand using self-depreciating humor or self-deprecating humor for laughs and to show you don't take yourself too seriously i use it in my classroom all the time however what's your real take on either your own personal progress or the show's progress over the years do you recognize your own growth as content creators do you have pride in your work and then he puts in parentheses i hope so it's deserved Thank you very much for that. Uh, I would say this is a question we probably need adjusted on for, but <laughs> yeah, this is this is a little navel gazing here. But I would say for me, like if I go back and, and listen to those early episodes of me being on the show, like yeah, I would never have thought that, like you know, hey Marty, take show lead. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. That's where I'm uh, at right now. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely didn't know. I will say this: like I know more about streaming and video content creation. Uh, because of Nintendo Dads, than I did I did four years ago, uh, and the the things that I knew about OBS and streaming and everything actually saved us so much time uh, as a church when we went to streaming only during the pandemic because we had no clue what to do, and up until that time it had been like me with my phone on Sunday morning in the sound booth on it with a five dollar. Uh, tripod from you know from five below five below yeah <laughs> and like plugging a cord in from the soundboard and and just doing it on facebook mm-hmm. but now like because we were on restream because we were using obs and i'd already done extra life and all kinds of stuff like guys the first time i ever tried to stream was it was i'll tell you this it was snake pass for the switch you remember Snake Pass? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I got this capture card, the Elgato HD6. I had no clue what I was doing. was trying to stream on a MacBook Air. Uh, it was awful. It was terrible. Uh, but you have to start somewhere. And, yeah, I do see growth. Um, I, I think that I, I'm really proud of where we are. I'm, I'm, more than anything, I'm proud of the relationships that we've been able to build with other content creators and with our patrons because of Nintendo dads. That's the thing I'm most proud about. I agree. Especially because of uh, the mentality you could have the competitive mentality we could have as Nintendo dads, or even before I got, 
here on the front end. Uh, the mentality has always been, you know, partnering up. There's always been a joke, you know, with the mega dads and all that kind of stuff about, you know, that kind of the competitive stuff there, but really there isn't. And it's a lot of fun to see that there and it, it spread out um, amongst the communities, you know, saying, hey, look, we can be friends, even though we're talking about the same content, we all do it differently. So the growth there, not saying it's because of the Nintendo dads, I think it's just the Nintendo dads were a part of that, the growth of just being able to share with each other and communicate with others and all that fun stuff. So um, that's where I see the main, a lot of the growth there. So I'm in knowledge too, like, especially when, when I sit back and had the privilege of being in the pre-show post-show when guests have been on like the Nintendo pals, when they've been on, when they were first starting out and they were guests on the show, the knowledge that you guys provided to them because of your history is awesome to me, you know? So it's like to be able to see that or um, to be able to see that where, you know, Jesse, Justin and Marty, and whoever else might be on is sharing that knowledge of the things that you've learned uh, so that they don't have to make the same mistakes and can go out and do it better than the Nintendo Nintendo dads ever did, you know, and then they can go on and pass on the knowledge to the next group of people who want to do podcasting. So, and in turn, we learn stuff still too. So, (laughs) and and as for, you know, uh, how we, do we consider ourselves a success or how, or or how grown as content creators? I think, you know, one thing that's I think about is, you know, when we first started, you know, we had to scrape together whatever equipment we could afford on our own. Then we, we, we got a community, we started the Patreon and we we're able to use that fund to improve our own equipment. So like you know, I I bought a mic. I think everyone's bought a mic at one point or another. <laughs> Hell, uh, I bought a motherboard for this computer because the first one I installed and it fried. And I'm one of those recordings. We kind of need a computer that knows is able to to do what it needs to do. So and you know, you know the st- stream deck, capture cards, all this stuff has been. It's, all the, the crowdfunding has helped us improve our our equipment, which in turn gives us better content to go to go back to give back to you. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Uh and look, you about the whole content competition thing, you don't have to be around here long enough to know that we're just a a, a sack full of idiots um <laughs> who just happen to do things right every now and then. So uh, you know, uh, the old saying is a, a broken watch is right two times a day. So, uh, you know, sometimes the, the success, success, I'm putting that in quotes for those of you who are audio listeners, the success you see uh, is something we have just su- stumbled into. <laughs> you know, it's a happy accident. Uh, but I love that. I mean, that's why I love Thursday nights. Um, they're long, makes for a long day, but I love doing this because I love connecting with people. Uh, on the podcast and because of the podcast, but I also love you guys and being a part of the conversation. Uh, and I love the fact we jokingly say in, in my house, like I throw this around and like, you know, the, the phrase, the number three Nintendo podcast in Canada, 
Because at one time, like Justin, Google, you know, like searched us and he's like, guys, we're number three. And, and we're not, I don't know what we are now. We don't like, I'm not like some obsessive stat checker. I don't even know where to find that stuff. But uh, I'm like, you know, I'll just throw it around the house. Sometimes be like, my wife will be asking, like, well, could you take in the trash? And I'm like, number three podcast in Canada, Nintendo <laughs> podcast in Canada. I'm not taking out the trash. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> And, and it's to poke fun because I mean, really, at the end of the day, like, what does it mean to be number one? Yeah. You know, this is not our day job. I doubt it ever will be. It's just for fun. It's it's for fun. You understand? Yes. <laughs> so I know it's different in every region, but I just looked in iTunes. It's yeah, Nintendo, and in North America, we are fifth. Ooh, number five on the list. Yeah, let's recognize. Let's recognize our success and our growth. So ahead of NV, ahead of us is NVC, Nintendo Power Podcast, all things Nintendo, and Nintendo Power Cast. (laughs) The latter, no, no immediate direct relation to Nintendo. Unlike the second one is Nintendo's show. Also in front of us, a myriad of Nintendo podcasts that probably pop up on somebody else's device when they search for us. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Gandalf 1937 <laughs> asks us this. He says, what have you learned about yourself as a gamer as you get older and your kids get older? Oh, that's a great question. Well, for um, me, things I like do not correlate to things my kids will like. And ooh. I have to live with that. They've got to live with it because I'm going to be buying games they don't care about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once so. Uh, we just you know once we just kind of get used to okay we're gonna be getting games that we don't, uh, half half of us won't like but because the other half likes it yeah Tim what about you this is a tough one because I've learned probably some hard facts it may sound silly to some people but um I've learned that I'm just an okay gamer and that's not a bad thing like I'm. I have fun, and I put this on the bingo card. In oh, fact, I suck at games. We put it. Yeah, it's like I I play games and have fun. I when it comes to multiplayer, um, I've tried and tried and tried to to be competitive in it. Or and but I got there was a point when I was younger where I would get mad and I wasn't having fun, like when trying to play multiplayer and just get totally beat and all that kind of stuff and just sucking at multiplayer. And it could be a simple something simple as Mario Kart, you know? So I've learned that I'm an okay gamer, but I'm having fun with it. I don't, I'm not as good as say, you know, Sean, we see in the discord uh, discord, he's just destroying Metroid. Insane. He's just destroying that. Where again, Um, I've never finished the game. I didn't get past the first two or three hours. Right. Or you got, you know, like uh, Drew who does the golf and Hambo and Johnny who do really good at the golf games. Right. Um, Everybody's got their their niche games. I don't have any of those. I don't think it's like I mean, I have my favorites. Yeah. And like Metroid Dread for me was a battle as you if you if anybody remembers, like everybody's finishing within, you know, 12 hours or less. Mine was 16 hours, <laughs> you know, so um, but I finished it, you know, and it, it was it was a grind for me. And I just played a Final Fantasy at about that same time. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> 
yeah see so um and for i mean obviously too uh legend of zelda breath of the wild i've seen people who've gone through and beat the game in a month or whatever and stuff like that and that's fun for them that's great for me i've just played a little bit here and there over the five years and then i've had the urge to play it and want to complete it uh and made it part of the community thing you know where everybody's kind of you know, cheering me on to finish it, which is awesome. So, but again, it goes back to whenever I stream it, which is, makes me a little nervous because uh, whenever I stream Legend of Zelda, I don't play as good as maybe some people are, can play it. Uh, might get frustrated in watching me play it because I don't play as good. I, I, I can't, I don't get the timing down in the battles or the, the, uh, dodging or whatever you call it the flurry hits and all that kind of stuff so um but over time i've learned that basically it's okay for me to be an okay gamer because i'm having fun with it i'm having fun with the games on my own i and that's why i enjoy single player games more so than the multiplayer games uh and then with the kids it's they're getting older. They're in their teens. They like playing a lot of games on their own or playing the multiplayer games that I don't get to play and they do well on it, you know? So, um, it's, so those are the things I've learned over time and can appreciate. So, and it's, it's been tough to kind of, in one side, it's been tough to say that, you know, I suck in a certain way, but like I said, I, I like, that's why I prefer to say I'm okay with games. <laughs> but I have fun with it. Uh, but at the other side of it is I relieved that I've learned to feel that way about games that I don't have to be fantastic at, you know, at it and stuff like that. But great question. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's that I have to pick and choose what I'm going to spend my time on because it's like this week I, only had time to play games like early in the morning before I left for work or late at night when I finally got home and got sat down and I've had very little time. Uh, in fact, I was chatting with Justin earlier this week about how far along in Fortnite season, uh, in the, this, this season of Fortnite he was, and I was like, I'm just not as far because I haven't had time. I, and what time I have had, I've been putting into other games. Um, yeah. It's a lot easier to be level 60 or level 70 already when there's nothing out that I'm really interested in, but I've had nobody saves the world in WWE 2K22 and, um, you know, all kinds of uh, Lego Star Wars and all kinds of other stuff. So I've been spending my, my gaming time there. Um, but another thing that I've learned is that um, there are games that I would easily dismiss that my son will play. And I have to learn to, to engage and talk to him about those games. Like I would, like, I typically have been like, oh, Minecraft sucks. Like I'm, you know, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's an icon of a game. I was like, going to say Minecraft. I get that. I, I get the impact it's made, but I know more. I 99.9% .9 of the things I know about Minecraft. I know because Isaac has told me those things yeah. and I've tried to remember them for him so that he and I can have conversations and, and like we would even play Minecraft and I was like, this is, I can't, I would go to sleep in the middle of it. Like I would just be sitting there. holding the controller. He's like, dad, you're not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm asleep. Uh, but instead of saying, well, I, that's trash. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 
uh, I had to say, you know, there's a new one that he just bought called Happy's Hamburger Farm or something like that. That's like oh, a yes, game. Yes. That, that's and I'm and different I'm, franchise, but same similar concept. Right? Yeah, but it's, I'm it's like I don't do spook. I don't do spooky, but I <laughs> like I'm I'm just like it's like it's just Five Nights at Freddy's. He's like no, and so I listened to him explain. You know, I, I've got to learn that there's going to be things that I like. Like I love retro platformers. Maybe he doesn't love those as much as I do. That's okay. You know, the dude beat Mario Odyssey before I, I ever did. You know, like it was like that. Yeah. There's there's other stuff that he, you know, he takes to and he plays for hours and hours and hours on the end. And th- that's okay. And it's okay for him to like those things. Now, if there's something offensive in it, obviously no. But I mean, he's the he's the one that got me into Fortnite. And now he's kind of leaving it behind, and I kind of find like I, I find myself feeling sad because it's right. like that's something we used to do together, and we could talk about. And now he's he's moved on to like rhythm games. He loves he loves this game called Friday Night Funkin'. Uh, plays that and like a yeah, and I don't look, I don't get it, but I'm glad <laughs> he and he's awesome at it, y'all. Like he, like I watch him play it, and I'm like I could never do that. Yeah. Like that's I, I'm I'm proud of him, but I I don't get it. I don't understand it. And because I mean, he plays this game and it just makes these sounds like yeah, and I'm like, well, this yeah. is not what is this? Kids like it for the the weird gameplay, but you know, the game's got some weird lore going on, and that's what brings uh, in the other. People. I know, I know. <laughs> the the, the mad pats. Everything has to have lore now. Like I don't need like it's a game where you push directions. It doesn't have to have lore. Yeah, the uh, Happy Hamburger game's got some weird lore going uh, on too. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Uh Chris HL94 uh asks us this with Xbox, PlayStation, Stadia, and all expanding their cloud gaming subscription services. Why hasn't someone tried to make a catch-all device that could play all cloud games? Not a PC but a dedicated cloud game player would something like this make money. I, I have an answer with one word licensing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. And how would you sort that out to all those companies? Like our Xbox PlayStation stadia and Amazon or, or Xbox PlayStation, Google and Amazon all going to get a cut of a game that would have just been on Luna or just been on stadia. Um, oh, it would be one company like it is now. Like I could see, like for example, either Steam doing something like this, where they do a cloud gaming device, or, or, like they have for this this Steam um, thing, or even like if Google Stadia did where they should be doing. <laughs> it's, but we're all afraid of them leaving it behind. They probably could have done something like this too, but it would just be that one company who supports like mainly the third parties and, or if they have their own games, they could support that. Um, I could see that being done now. I, yeah, I could see it being done um, because, and would it make money? It just depends on how well of a service is. And the thing that holds it back though, is our infrastructure. I don't think we have the infrastructure for a company to make enough money for like, say 
80 million devices out there to run in the, in the cloud. You know, yes, you got your phones, but I mean, gaming like we know it today, not mobile gaming, but gaming like we play, um, I don't think would run as well unless we get a better 5G across everywhere that everybody can access, including people like Marty, you know, where you can have. I'm just nodding because I just want something. I, I mean, you know. With 5G was the thing that was promised to be able to bring everybody on the same. And let me tell thing, you, so. AT&T's 5G sucks. It, I took it, a picture earlier. I was in a town of not very many, like, I mean, comparatively to wherever uh, everybody else lives. I mean, Jackson, Tennessee is like a 70,000, 80,000. Yeah. Uh, I had five f- full bars, 5G download speed. Six megabit per second. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See, that's and what if I mean. you if you like if you ask anybody who works at ATT, they're like, yeah, our, our network's just going through some stuff. They're just they're well, tinkering they, with it. Well, they're probably using they, they're probably using the wide area that 5G allows, you know, more area per tower, but they're probably purposely throttling the limit just because they can and there's no competition. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, there's Verizon and T-Mobile around here, but all of them suck at my house. It's that again. So, it's that infrastructure. That's the only thing I think that would be holding something like that behind. So once we get that infrastructure, then we'll see companies slowly going into that. Like, for example, I think Nintendo Switch could eventually do it. Maybe the Switch Two, whatever that might be. A cellular see, Switch. We get more capabilities of using broadband uh to play cloud gaming on the go yeah i mean i would yeah. i would be for that if we had good service but yeah but yeah, yeah like my 200 meg versus marty six meg on the same system is still going to be garbage trying yeah to play the <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh let's move on here hambo and johnny aren't we overdue for an indie showcase uh, he says, I feel like I may, we may be running out of time if Nintendo is still planning an E3-like presentation for June. Uh, and then I did some research. Yeah, Jesse did some research here. We've had a video every four months, uh, plus or minus a month, going back to August uh, 2017. So April, August, December, most years. Um, you know, 2018 through 2020 had one in March instead of April. Uh, there's also a gap where December 2018 uh, would have been Japan had one, Europe had one, but North America did not. So you could see one this week. Uh, you you might could see, you know, first part of May. Uh, they may just be holding it off for E3. Yeah, if they, you know, they've never had an indie, an indie event in May that I could tell. So I think if, if they don't have one next week, we're probably not going to see anything until after after their their big next next big presentation absolutely absolutely spider shan uh says joke question for marty your reaction when nintendo announces a 60 minute e3 direct only to find out that 40 minutes are about the battle system in xenoblade chronicles 3 <laughs> kill it with fire uh that's the god dang. hey john but, <sighs> the grandpa I swear, if i have to get one more notification game. About an Ouroboros or whatever it's called, like oh, they could link together. I don't care. 
<laughs> I'm like, now I'm now realizing that we are going to get tweets about this game until July. And I, ugh. Yeah, I was, I was referring to Gramps, your favorite yes. turtle. Oh my God. That was, that's still the most <laughs> garbage fire E3 Nintendo announcement ever. Anyway, serious question from the dads. Let's redeem this. If you could alter any one of your 2022 predictions, what would it be? Here it is. Let me start. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 canceled. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles franchise dead. There it is. This is the question I was referring fun. to earlier that about changing your predictions. Cause you had one that you were like, you wish you could change. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's the Mario movie. It's yes. uh, I, I, I put that uh, we would be getting an unannounced Mario game this year that would coincide with the release or, or tie into the release of the Mario movie, exact same thing, which is not happening. And I wish I could take that back now because I don't know what else I would predict. You know what? I wish I could predict Nintendo is going to delay a bunch of games. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo is going to delay a bunch of things uh, and it's going to be sad. They're going to delay a bunch of things and there'll be one game. They move up. <laughs> throw us off. Yep. Yeah. Hey, surprise. <laughs> We're just sitting on it. Yep. Okay. Before we wrap up, there's something else I wanted to throw in that I wanted to talk about during what I was playing, but I forgot about it. So Okay. Uh were we done with this one or Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Unless you so, got unless you've got another answer. No, I don't have another answer. But so um do you remember the game voucher program? Oh yes. yeah. So for which we don't who, have here anymore, but they still have in Europe, right? And Japan, and that's where I'm where I'm getting at. For those who don't remember it, you could spend ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents plus tax your your local tax to get two game vouchers, which you had to redeem within a year, which could be redeemed for most Nintendo published games. So if if you bought two games for sixty dollars, that would have normally been one hundred and twenty. But you said a hundred, so you saved twenty bucks. That was the that was the plan. It was only available for like a year or so in North America, but the rest of the world still has it. I forgot about it until I was recently told that yeah, this is still a thing in Japan. So I I, I looked at it, and the cost was what ninety nine thousand nine hundred and fifty yen, which works out to be like just under ninety bucks. So I, okay. I went to went to Play Asia, got two five thousand yen cards to uh, to to which was so I spent ninety one dollars total. So I was able to buy two Japan game vouchers for ninety one dollars without you know without tax there. So compared to the hundred dollars plus tax, which would have been about one hundred and nine. So that's like almost $20 discount from that alone, in addition to the $20 off just from using it. So I, I think that's a good deal for me. Yeah. So I, so because it's Japan game, you know, games released on Friday in Japan is like Thursday afternoon here. So I'll be able to download a, two games early and start nice. playing it on Thursday. How to game the system with Jesse Waldack. Right. Mecca asks, <laughs> can I read Japanese? But that's the thing. If if the game is meant for a worldwide release, I can still play it with my English account. And download yep. it on the Japanese account, play it in English account. I've done that with many Picross games. I've done it with bra- the brain training. 
The only place that I can see that coming back to bite you is if you if it's a game that uh, you're going to want to uh, play online with people and they're going to have DLC that, uh, you know, is region specific and Splatoon DLC was region specific because when Splatoon 2 came out or actually Splatoon was region specific because the, the Splatfests were region specific. So like we would get one and I couldn't play it because I had a, a, a European copy of Splat of Splatoon 2 that Nintendo gave us. Well, apparently Splatoon 3 is supposed to be a worldwide build. So if they do Splatfests, it will be nation- worldwide, not region specific. You know, and that's what the expansion pack DLC is for. My, so I'll have access to the DLC with that. So, and the the thing that I is uh was interesting to me when I was looking through the Japan store, their games aren't completely price fixed like ours are. Most are about sixty five hundred yen, but uh, the uh, there's Xenoblade Three is more like eighty three hundred yen. So if if you're in Japan planning on digitally buying Xenoblade, you might as well go with a game voucher for $15 more, get your Xenoblade with one of them, and then you have the second one that you spent 15 bucks on. There you go. So. I, nice. I, I knew that the pricing structure wasn't fixed, but I didn't realize it fluctuated that much still. Like back, you know, Final Fantasy three on the Super Nintendo was like eighty bucks, but uh, that was not normal. That was kind of the oddity. But you know, yeah, still things like that are still common in Japan. Very interesting. I have a Japan account too on my Switch. I might have to look into that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You still have same to, here. You, know, you you can't use your credit card or your PayPal account to do that. You yep. have to get. Uh, yep. yen eShop currency from like PlayAsia or something similar. Yes. That's why PlayAsia is our friend. That is correct. <laughs> uh, and speaking of friends, friends, if you're still with us, thank you for hanging out with us for episode 373 of Nintendo Dads with this uh, deluxe extra long uh, edition of the show tonight. Uh, I know I've enjoyed hanging out uh, talking about all things Nintendo with Tim and Jesse and uh you as well, and we hope you've enjoyed the show. As we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, Solo Something, and Alexander Ocampo. Thank you guys for backing us at the $30 Patreon producer level. You can be a Patreon of Nintendo Dads as well by going over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, and you can get in for as little as a dollar a month, and there's yearly rates as well which saves you a month if you pay by the year, you know, all the way from a dollar up to $30. Uh, also, we want to thank our YouTube subscribers, which are now over 6,100, over 1,300 followers on Twitch. And thank you to the 27 of you who use your Twitch Prime subscription to get access to our Discord community and activities as well. Get uh, 20% off your Manscaped order at manscaped.com with the code NINDADS, that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S, it adds free shipping to your order, too, and will have you looking and smelling great uh, for all of that spring cleaning and summer activity that's coming up. Uh, be sure to check us out at nintendodads.org for all of our feeds, extra life. Yeah, it's already, we're like, we're already talking about it. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to be epic this year, too, by the way. 
Uh, you can head over there and find all the things Nintendo Dads you need to find. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And reminder, wherever you listen to us uh, on your podcast app of choice, go back to that uh, service Leave us a five-star review. Write some words about the show. Tell us how good we're doing so other people can find the show and you spread the good news about all things Nintendo Dads. Guys, it's been a blast hanging out for episode 373. So for Tim, for Jesse, for myself, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Check you later, peeps. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. You gotta get your together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wobble puff it. Wobble buff it. <laughs>